64-bit legend. Welcome. Legend of the game, like GoldenEye, I'm more than right. Yeah. The perfect dart is dreams that seem to come to life. 64-bit, this shit, it's as real as it yeah. gets. We can yeah. talk sports, games, and music, take your pick. Take your pick. With the news, pull up and crack a brew. Crack. Smoke one with the crew, Smoke. tune in and take a view. Watch. Yo, yo, yo. Another episode of 64-Bit Legends. Yes. I'm here with Melvin Troy. I am Bobby Too Many Jobs Caboose. Mm-hmm. And speaking of too many jobs, that's today's uh, today's topic. Yes. Yes, everything. I mean, you got to have one to pay the bills. It's very important. And uh, we've had quite a few. And it's always interesting to talk to people about, you know, old jobs they had, especially growing up and, right. and, and where you gained your experience from. And we've we've been talking a lot about that lately. Yeah. So we decided to put the show together and um, try to get like a timeless episode that you could go back and <laughs> listen to it whenever you need to. Yes. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, there's a couple of them. We probably aren't going to hit all of them because we've right. hit there's, I mean, this is probably, I'm assuming it's going to have to be like a two- Two or three parter down the road. Yeah, and this would be a first for us if we did a kind of a two parter. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else to say <laughs> as far as an intro. Well, I mean, as far as I mean, it, it's it's pretty simple. I mean, we're just uh, yeah, kind of going through some older jobs as we were talking about. Um, you know, I guess, I guess uh, my first job. We'll start with this. Let's start, okay. Our first jobs are always shit. Yeah. Um, and. Because I mean, I think I was seventeen when I got my first job. A little late to the game. Um, a little bit. I mean, I I needed I needed a job because um I just wanted some extra money and I needed a car. Right. right? It's usually the thing that, and I didn't get my license until I was, I think I was seven. Yeah, I was seventeen when I got my license. Yeah, so was I. So it was actually I was a week before I turned eighteen. Yeah. Because I got my license. Yeah, it was a few months before. Yeah, turning eighteen for myself. So I had a. I had that. I knew I needed to get a car. I knew that having a car, you got to pay for insurance. You got to pay for gas, especially back in two thousand and three or four. It was when gas prices were starting to shoot up. Yeah, and yeah, um, we, hit, we started seeing above two dollars a gallon. Yeah, yeah, and that was back then. I mean, almost twenty years ago. Yeah. I mean, that was a big deal. Um, and I remember was I was bored. I was just driving around. I just wanted to leave the house. I wanted to be able to drive, and I was driving my dad's car around, and I would just go to like any plaza or shopping center and just go from store to store to store yep. to store to store to fill out applications and a Meyer hired me. And you now know, before we get into the Meyer, I got one okay. question because you did mention like the plaza like you know going store to store to store. Yeah. Did you ever do cuz I I did it plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go with a friend? And no. apply. Uh, you never did that. No, no. I, never. I remember me and Derek, especially Derek, because he would drive me to school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I didn't have a license again yeah. uh, when I started working. But we we would go fill out applications together. Like I remember doing it with a couple different people, like Derek, Casey. Like you know, mm-hmm. we would go to like say Office Max, or um, uh, I think like three or four of us went to apply at Metro Beach okay. to be like summer like probably summer bitches like just you know general maintenance or cleanup or whatever yeah but i always thought that was interesting because uh, a couple of people i know you know did that and i know so we 
kind of grew up in the same group of friends, so I, I was yeah. just curious to see if you. I I had been on those those um, excursions, I'll say, where they're like, yeah, people are going out and like doing it. But I already had a job at the time, oh, okay. So I never really had to worry about it. Like I remember I went with a couple people, and we went to. I forget what it was. It was one of them was like the what was the buffet? Well, there was a buffet. Sweden House. Sweden House buffet, <laughs> and we fucking and then Sweden? and then there was a uh, there was like a, a Christian bookstore, <laughs> and uh, cool. somebody decided that that would be a good place to go. Yeah. They didn't get hired. Yeah, by the way. they didn't get hired. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure their Jesus piece was you know <laughs> in gold on their necklace. Yeah. But um, but yeah, then there was uh, I know that there were a bunch of people ended up working at that Dollar Tree. Yeah, I was actually one of those people. Yeah, so I think it was the same plaza that I'm talking about. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. probably in Utica. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, you can uh, you can go back to uh, your well, story at Meyer. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's real quick. I mean yeah, that's yeah. where I ended up getting hired at to push carts around, and then I never forget. Like I always and I was talking to you about this earlier. Like when I take a job, like I try to you know work my way through and, and try to figure out like what's the best thing out of this scenario i've right. already got the job it's easier to find a different job within the same yeah. company than it is to find a brand new job and it's also again. easier to find a job when you already have a job exactly exactly um so i remember pushing carts around and then i did that for like i, w- I was only at meyer for like nine months we'll say it was like september till I don't know May, okay. whatever whatever length of time that is. So basically, the school year. Yeah, oh, pretty much, almost almost the entire school year. Um, and I remember pushing carts, and then it started getting cold out by like you know November, not even November. It was it was sometime late October, and I was like, well, I should probably figure out a way to get inside because I don't want to yeah. be out here in the snow. And uh, I had turned eighteen by that point, and I could work as a cashier because that means I could ring out alcohol right. and cigarettes. And uh, I was like, and you get an extra dollar an hour because minimum wage back then was like five something an hour. Yeah. And I got bumped up to six. Um, and I was it, like, yeah, it was, I believe it was five fifteen. Yes. Five fifteen when we started working because we were, well, actually it was a little lower when I started working because I was a little younger than you. Yeah. It might've so, been, yeah, might've it been, been sub five. It, I think it was five. Was I think it, five? it was five. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was uh, I, I got that moved to cashier, and the cashier job was one of the worst jobs I've ever had. If you've ever worked as a cashier, you understand that, and especially at a grocery store. Now, like, did you have to bag uh, too? Did you have to yeah, bag yourself? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, Meyer's one of those stores that you had like the little, little turnstile of yeah. bags, and you had to keep doing it. And um, and and because I was eighteen, even though I was in high school, you could work later. I could work later. And could you, I, how many hours could you work? Could you work um, more hours? They didn't. They wouldn't work me full time. Um, I mean, they could get me to that point. Okay. But I was in high school. I didn't have time for that. Right. Nor did I have the energy. And you know, you're getting up. School start at seven twenty in the fucking morning. Yeah. So I had to get up at like six. And then what? You're gonna keep me there until nine o'clock at night? Like right. that's they a would, long day. They would keep me there. Sometimes there was one time they kept me there after ten. And I eventually was so pissed, like I was refilling the bags on a little turnstile I had to, to fucking bag people up. Yeah. And I had a big box of them, and I chucked it into the women's clothing section because I was so mad. And they were like, <laughs> you can leave now. And I was like, thank you. That's what I wanted. You gave me what I, I wanted. I, I got what I wanted out of this situation. <laughs> like, I was such a bad cashier. Like, I would be, I would have such disdain for people. And I was unhealthy. Like, I ended up getting the as sick as possible with that job. Like I ended up probably because of all the contact of money and the groceries and all this other shit. 
I ended up getting like this infection. It was like a skin infection, but it concentrated around my mouth, probably because I didn't wash my hands when I ate or something. And uh, it took me down for like, I was out of school for weeks and I couldn't go to work. I remember it was like, it was so bad. Like my mouth swelled. Like the doctor explained, it's like usually this is a skin infection that people have elsewhere. For whatever reason, it's concentrated in your in your mouth. And I had a cough, and I had like it. Luckily, it didn't get too far down to my throat because it would have fucking swelled been an issue. Up, yeah, yeah, because my my cheeks were so swollen, I couldn't close my jaw. It would keep because it would bite into yeah. it. And and I remember near the point when it would stop swelling, I would still have to peel the skin away from my gums, and Ugh. it would like the skin would tear it was it was awful it was the most so i i vowed to never ever work as a cashier for that <laughs> like i went back to work um i was out for a few weeks i went back to work for maybe a week or two um and then i a guy came through my my line and uh he had uh he, he was like hey um how much you make doing this and i'm like oh, i was like six dollars an hour or something it's like um, and he's like, well, how, how many hours you work? I was like, it's part time. I'm still in school. And he's like, well, if you ever need more more money, um, we're hiring. And he gives me his card. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm the the general manager. Just uh, give me a call and we'll set up an interview. I'm like, awesome. And uh, he was a he was setting up a, a new store, uh, a clothing store, Hollister. Okay. In the mall. And if, for those who don't know. Hollister is like the West Coast version of Amber Crombie and right, Fitch. Right, right. It's all the. It's owned by Amber Crombie and Fitch. Yeah. It's just the California it's like, version. It's a, yeah, it's like the sister company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about the the flip flops and the you know the, the Zac Efron look. Exactly. Perfect Instead example. Instead of Dylan Farnham, it's the Zac Efron <laughs> yeah. look. Yeah, and uh, um, and, and I, that's why they kept you in the back, right? They, well, they did. Yes. <laughs> they ended up, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But um, but yeah. So um, I ended up. I ended up. Take having an interview there. I actually had an interview there in a Sam's Club, which Sam's Club, by the way, you could push carts at the time, and they paid ten bucks an hour yeah. for it, and th- that was that's double minimum wage. So I was like, "Fuck, man!" And I had an in over there. I knew somebody that knew somebody, but that didn't turn out, and I got the Hollister job, which I'll go into that whole thing. Um, and I just stopped showing. Oh, quick, quick little story about All Meyer right. though, and then I'll I'll pass it over to you okay. before we get into the 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 Hollister story. But um, at Meyer. Um, I just didn't give a shit. Like at some, right. I was so miserable before I got sick that um, I, I wanted to get. I I didn't I didn't necessarily understand the concept of getting fired because I never had a job before. Right. I never was fired, but I knew that I didn't want to be there and I just hated being there. But I I couldn't quit because right. my parents would be mad. I would I myself wouldn't respect myself if I said fuck this and just quit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's like. If uh, not to change the subject yeah. or whatever, but to kind of add to it, my parents were kind of the same way. Like it's like, um, don't you don't quit a job unless you have another job. Exactly. Um, and you know I've gotten fired for my share of jobs, and you know they're always like disappointed. But then you know the reasons I got fired, you yeah. know we will get into. But <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, so they're unique. Yeah, that, that that's my same mindset. I've never quit a job unless I had another job lined up. Right. I've only done it once. Yeah, and, and it, it was a career ending move, <laughs> or, or not a career ending, but like career changing. Career changing. Correct. Yeah. Um. So uh. So here's an example of how much I didn't give a shit. Um. I remember when well, you threw a box into a woman's fucking. I did do that department. I, I did do that, but there was a lot of stuff. Like I would I would throw stuff 
<laughs> not not to that extent. There wasn't okay. Let me let me explain that though. It wasn't like there was a line of customers. Well, I, like, yeah, it was, I get it, but it was dead in there, and there was no reason for me to be there. And right. I was like so pissed, and I just was like fuck it, and I just chucked it. I'm assuming it was during the week after ten. There's not many people at Meyer. Yeah. You know oh yeah, I mean? yeah. No, so, it definitely was after ten. It, 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 well, it, that's what you said. You know, yeah. it was after ten o'clock, and I'm assuming it was during the week because you mentioned school. So yeah, you know. There's not that many people at a grocery store at that time. Exactly. Um, so so I, it was just it was stupid because they were just keeping me there just to be a dick. Right. Because they knew that it was going to piss me off. Because they would do this thing where they would call you on your on your phone. You had a phone by the register. Yeah. And they would call you and be like, hey, you've been notified. Which notified means, hey, I know your shift is ending. They would call you about a half hour before. But I was like, I know your shift is ending. But until we say you can leave, you can't leave. That's fucking bullshit. It's, it was so enraging. So you're like, fuck, I don't know. And it could be maybe someone called off and they right. got to get someone on it. Like, I understand that, but it's just like, cool. Uh, Especially so, to a high school kid. Well, right. And they would do that to me all the fucking time. And I would do shit like I would call girls um, on their, because I would get their, their aisle number or whatever, yeah. lane number, and I would just call them and just be like, hey, so what's going on? What's <laughs> happening? And I just didn't give a shit. I'd be like scanning groceries and like... Um, dude, there'd be times they'd come in with coupons. You get those fucking assholes that come in with like a pile of coupons. Okay, first of all, you can't call them assholes because that's what my mom does. She's the queen of coupons. She won't buy anything without a coupon. Well, so please reframe <laughs> that term. You know, maybe you know, maybe she wouldn't come into your line. But all right, well, there was uh, okay. I'll I'll say this. Add a caveat to that. I had encountered a bunch of assholes <laughs> that happened to have a bunch of coupons. It's like the lottery people <laughs> at the liquor store. Yes. So um, they would come through, and I would scan it. And sometimes they were expired. I mean, it was blatantly expired. I'd be like, dude, it's expired. Yeah. I can't do anything. But sometimes it just wouldn't ring up right. But now is okay. And so is now Meyer one of those places that honor? Um, either expired coupons or m- match like a different place. I don't know, and I didn't oh, you don't care. Know. Okay, I, this is what I'm getting because that would to. be more frustrating too. So yeah, I, the thing is, is I didn't give a shit. Right. So I'd be like, you can manually punch it in. So I'd be like, fuck it, I'll just manually punch it in. There was one time it was after Christmas, and they had like you know how they try to sell and mark down everything like ninety percent off of Christmas stuff just yeah. to move it, and it would ring it up and it wouldn't even register as an item for sale. So I, and I didn't want to have to call nobody. I would literally go. I went to this woman. I was like, "Listen, how much do you think it is?" And I'll just put it in. And she's like, "A dollar." I'm like, "Perfect." And I just put it in. I didn't give a fuck. And it was crazy. Is that nobody cared? Right. Nobody gave a shit. Uh, I never got in trouble for it. So um, there was a one point in time. Uh, spring break was coming up, and I was under the impression. This is a whole nother story. But I was under the impression that I was going to be going out of town with a group of friends. Um, for spring break, right? Um, so I, took, I think I, I think you've told me this story before. Yeah, so it was I was t- pretty much taking off the entire week. It was the weekend um, of Easter, and then yep. the, you know we were out of school for the entire week right. afterwards. <clears throat> and I put in the time for all of that, and they denied me. Mm-hmm. And I did it like a month in advance. And right. They denied me, and they were like, "The comment was this is retail," and I'm like, "Okay, so." I didn't say nothing, and I was monitoring the impression of like, fuck it, I'm just not... They, I told them I'm taking this time right. off too fucking bad. Figure it out. And... Um, I mean, it's not like they don't have employees. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not like a fucking small company. Exactly. It's a fucking corporation. You got fucking hundreds of people that can fill in. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like I just dropped it on them in the last minute. Right. So, um, I, I, I didn't say nothing, 
Uh, the plans ended up falling through, but it still didn't want. I didn't want to work the holiday weekend. I didn't want to work the Easter weekend. Right. So I just I told them I wasn't going to show up. So Saturday and Sunday I didn't show up. Then Monday came around. I don't even think I would have been scheduled that day. And then Tuesday, I was like, well, I got nothing else to do, so I'll go in. So I just I showed up, and for my shift like I normally would. And the manager was like, oh, you decided to show up today. I was like, yep, that's. I figured I I I, I got nothing else to do. And she was like, go to aisle, whatever. And then that was it. <laughs> Never brought up again. Never written up or nothing? Nothing. Nothing. They they knew that they I didn't give a shit, but I was there now. Right. So they might as well use me. Um, and there was, a, there was a couple things like that. But that was the big one that stood out. And then eventually, like I said, I got sick. And then I got the other job. And then I... I just stopped showing up. Like I just, I was like, See so ya. no, no notice or nothing. Well, I, I kind of told a girl. Uh, there was a girl actually in our twelfth grade English class. I remember she asked me. She's like, "Hey, um, you didn't show up to your shift the other day. They want to know if you're going to be coming back." I was like, "Yeah, you can let them know I quit." <laughs> <laughs> just pass them this note. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, then then I go into Hollister, but I'll, I'll, that's a whole other story. But um, right. So you know. okay. So my first job um, was at Mickey D's. You know, typical fast food. But the thing is, is um, so when I turned 14, Mm -hmm. my mom started making me look for a job. Right. And not many places hired 14 year olds. So it took about a year um, for me to find, you know, I would apply at like Farmer Jack and, you know, places that don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And I actually interviewed for McDonald's about. A month before I turned 15. Okay. So they hired me, but they were like, look, you got to wait. So my first day of work was my 15th birthday, which okay, fucking sweet, you know, <laughs> yeah. way to celebrate a fucking birthday. Thanks, mom. <laughs> so I get, um, I get my first fucking day, dude. Like, I'm like, all right, you know, first job, 15 years old, like I'm making 575 an hour. So I was way above. You know, uh, minimum bad? wage. Yeah. Yeah, it was 75 cents above. Like, I know people that were working there or got hired after me that were getting paid less than me. I don't know why hmm. my manager decided to give me that amount. They might have just been desperate because I remember they were paying up to $13 an hour before the pandemic. So. Well, yeah, but this was, I mean, this is years and years and years ago. No, no, I know. But <laughs> I'm saying it's like when they're under, like, they like, the, desperately yeah, need somebody. Yeah, I get it. They jacked the price. But, up. like, um, for example, Moose worked there yeah. as well. And, you know, Moose has been on the show, so I can mention him. And um, I think he was making like 525 or 550 Oh, really? So I was making, you know, I mean, not much more than him, but, you know, whatever. When you're that age and, you know. Anyway, uh, my first day, dude. So they're training me on the, um, on the window mm-hmm. to take the orders and take the money, right? They called it back till. Okay. So I'm on back till. And this guy is training me, and this guy is, um, we're gonna call him Jeremy. Okay. All right. So he's he's training me, and he is a lifer, dude. He is a fucking <laughs> fast food lifer. He's like probably. I, I thought he, I I thought he was probably older, you mm-hmm. know, looking back, but he was probably in his thirties, mid thirties, maybe forty, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he was a little slow. Yeah. And he talked with a southern accent. Okay. And his first interaction with me, he was like, my first experience with McDonald's was when Ronald McDonald came to my elementary school when I was in the first grade. 
And I was like, oh, God. So this guy, you know, he was sold. <laughs> like, he was sold <laughs> in the first grade. Like, look, this is what I'm going to do <laughs> for the rest of my life. I need to be in this business. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so basically the whole day is, you know, he's teaching me on the computer, like, how to take orders. And I'm basically just collecting the money and giving the people change. Mm-hmm. So one person comes by and like, you know, I'm I'm somewhat nervous because, like I said, it's my first job or whatever. And, you know, I'm dealing with money. I want to make a good impression. And this person comes to the window and gives me um, their money. But like a dollar flies out of their hand. Like it was wind and then no, like a dollar flew out of their hand and it flew away. <laughs> so I'm like, I look at him like, well, you're a dollar short. <laughs> so he's like, he's like the dollar just, you know, and I, I told the kid and he's like, well, he's like, let me get the, let me get Jeremy's like, let me get the manager. So the manager oh, comes man. over and they're like, you know, he's new, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll say that the dollar's in there. Yeah. So. You know, I, I'm on there for like a couple hours and then they're like, all right, go clean the lobby. Right. Okay. So like, I kind of like got demoted like yeah. almost right away and I'm cleaning the lobby and I, oh, you know, my shift is about to be up because I only worked like maybe four hours, mm-hmm. maybe because, you know, they're trying to want to just acclimate you a little bit and, you know, not give you a full day. Mm-hmm. It was during the summer. My birthday's during the summer. So, um, so I, I'm going to get my stuff. Because I, I don't know why I brought shit, but maybe... I don't know. I don't know. I was going in the back for some reason. And I hate over here fucking Jeremy's ass saying to the manager, he's like, I don't know. I don't know if this one's going to make it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. It's fucking McDonald's. It's my first day. Like, So the next day I come in, he's training me again, and it goes way better. And I'm finally on my own, like maybe my third or fourth day. And this dude... Like this dude was up he he was working for McDonald's up until maybe five years ago. Oh really? And about five years ago, I ran into him at a Burger King. Oh okay. I mean he didn't recognize me. Yeah. But like I was like, holy shit, dude. You know? We used to uh we used to think his last me and Moose would joke because we'd we think his last name since he was so obsessed with McDonald's. We we'd call him, you know, we'll call him Jeremy, like we've mm-hmm. been calling him. We call him Jeremy Apple Pie. <laughs> because we knew his last name started with an A, but we weren't sure what it was. So we're like, dude, he probably has some fucking McDonald's related fucking name. And so I worked there for I worked there for about a little over a year. Um I think I, we were we might have been going into junior year, maybe sophomore year. I don't know. One of those. Mm-hmm. Um but when I turned 16, the big thing was there was everyone wanted to be a cook. Really? Yeah, because like the cooks make I th- I thought they I think they made like 50 cents or something extra. Oh, really? Um and you weren't dealing with really one-on-one with the customer, like you weren't doing the register sure. and shit and it was r- really fucking easy to be a cook. Mm-hmm. Because like everything's like fucking already made. You just open the trays. Like usually usually there's one person just grilling the shit and then mm-hmm. they put in the trays and then you got like a sandwich maker. Yeah. So you know, somewhat like Subway or whatever whatever they call it, like sub sandwich sandwich fuck, artist. Sandwich artist. Yeah. So so uh, you know, when I turned 16, they finally moved me in the kitchen. But like as soon as I turned sixteen, I gave like my two week notice because I got a dr- job at uh, Kirby's Coney Island in the food court. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I only got to be a cook for like two weeks, and like it was kind of like. 
pointless to even have him train me on it. Yeah. But like I, I knew whatever I, I would think it was on the sandwiches anyway. Yeah. But the cool thing about McDonald's is like, and you know, people are like, man, I would never work in fast food and shit. That shit was so easy, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't get why people. Uh, I get why people shit on it, right? Yeah. Because it, you know, no one's gonna stay there forever. But like Brainless. for a first job, dude, like it's actually not that bad. And there was like. 10 to 15 people from our high school that I was like cool with yeah. that work there. So every <laughs> shift that I had, and then there was two really hot girls from a high school uh, by us yeah. that were our age that, you know, it was like, okay, I either work with my boys or I'm working with these fucking two hot chicks, right. you know, because they would always have the, like the part-timers would only work in the afternoon. Right. And even in the summer, they wouldn't really have, like you would have to work your ass off and get like, it was almost like a promotion if you got to work in the morning during the summer. Right. It was like, all right, we, we see something in you type thing. Like, you're a good worker. And so I got, like, eventually after fucking Jeremy threw me under the bus, <laughs> eventually, like, they were like, all right, you know, Bobby's a good fucking worker. Like, <laughs> you know. So, but it was funny, dude. Like, I can't believe the guy said that. And I was like, dude, like, am I, am I going to fail out of McDonald's? Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> And, like, you know, being your first job being that young, I'm like, shit, like, am I in trouble already? You know? So, but. It, uh, I would say, like, with Meyer, what kind of sucked was, is it's a little more isolating because you're stuck at, like, a register for the most part. And there were, there was, like, one person that we went to school with, but he was older than us. Yeah. That that I knew. I mean, it was cool with him, but it wasn't, like, you just really. there was a lot of like middle-aged women that were just doing it to make some extra money yeah. or maybe their husband's retired. They want to get out of the house or right. something like that, you know? And I mean, there was, there was a couple cute girls that I was, you know, um, I'd go and, and see outside of there. Yeah. Oh, there is one story. Okay. So still on the, on the Meyer thing, I forgot about this. So what I, what they had a system where if you push carts, you were also on call. You had a little beeper. Yeah. And if, say, there was an old woman, we'll say, that, mm-hmm. that couldn't put her groceries in the car, you beep for somebody, and they would walk with them outside, right. and they would put it Get in the car. Get some tips, right? Um, I think they gave, got tips. I don't know. I never personally oh, okay. did it. Okay. So I don't know. They, they probably did. I'm sure people gave them a tip right. here and there. Um, but it got you you know, away from having to push carts for yeah. a while. So, um, but what I would do is there was a couple people, and when I... There was a couple people that I still that still push carts that I worked with, and I'd fuck with them sometimes. Or I'd call them over. They'd be like, "What's up?" And they'd be like, "I don't know what what's going on." He was like, "Well, you beat for me." I was like, "No, I didn't. I didn't beat for you." And I would just kind of fuck with them, and they're like, "I ah, get out of here." So, um, but it would like at least give, bring someone over to me so that I could talk to. Right. So there was this one girl who wasn't that attractive. She really wasn't that. She was kind of like kind of like a short like frumpy troll like okay thing. there was maybe there was if, if you squinted hard enough she might have been cute okay so but uh, if you squint it even harder she might take some quarters or something or be under a troll or under a bridge <laughs> yeah. something like that yeah okay yeah um so but anyway i i got this it ended up coming out i forget how but she had a thing for me so i would uh i would beep for all the time <laughs> And she'd come by and be like, I don't know. But it, I, I like the attention because it gave me something else to do. Right. Other than just So you were with fucking with a troll at work. I was. I was cool. trolling I was trolling a troll. Awesome. Um and uh I remember one one time they actually pulled me off of the doing cash register because they needed help unloading a truck. Okay. And I remember doing it and you're just 
passing boxes down the road. And I remember uh, I had a T-shirt on, and it was like scraping up my arms because it was you, you know I'm just rubbing I'm grabbing these big boxes. I know I'm, where this is going. So um, and I, I I'd hold on to them. So I remember one day she was walking by, and I was like, Hey, did they have you go? I seen her arms are all like scraped up and shit, and, and she had like some marks on her. I was like. Hey, did, did they have you go unload a truck? Because last time I did it, dude, I fucking I fucked yeah. my arms up. And she just says loudly in front of everybody, she's like, no, I'm a cutter. I cut myself. And I was like, oh, okay. Thank, see you later. Yep. Well, that's interesting. Big golf, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and like at first, at first, I wasn't sure if she was like fucking with me. Right. But then I was like, oh, no, she's serious. Right. There's something off about her. Well, okay. So me and Moose. They uh, at McDonald's, dude. They actually didn't allow us after a certain like time. For, well, not like not like a certain time of the day, but like mm-hmm. after me and Moose were work worked for with each other a couple times, they wouldn't allow us to work with each other anymore. Oh, really? Because we could just goof off, <laughs> and like one of us would be at like back till like collecting the money, and the other one would like be giving the food out. So we were both on the headsets, uh-huh. and the thing about those headsets is I don't I don't know if uh you know they work this way now. I'm, I'm sure they do. But there would be one button to talk outside. Yeah. And then one button to just talk within each other. Yeah. So we would like click, like we would like be taking the order and then like uh, click the other button and be like, penis. And, like, <laughs> and just try to make each other laugh while like they're talking to the customer. <laughs> and then, but the kicker is there was always a manager on there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they would be like, "Who? Which one said it?" We're like, "What are you talking about?" And then, like, especially if we saw people we knew, you know, come through the drive-through. I mean, they would get like a fucking just a bag full of nuggets, or like a bag full of fries, or like unlimited shakes, or whatever the fuck they wanted. Like, I remember, like, we would get a free meal every time we worked. Mm-hmm. I remember this kid that went to high school with us. He was a, a grade or two older than us. Um, he. <laughs> he made me, and it's gonna sound gross, but you're a kid. You eat more than you usually do. Yeah. He gave me an eight patty cheeseburger, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's like, he's like, man, I hooked you up, and I fucking hooked up. And the fucking thing was like the leaning tower of pizza, dude. It was fucking huge. <laughs> no, I tried to do that. I remember um, there was a few people tried to come through and be like, um, try to get beer underage because oh yeah i didn't didn't have to you know i didn't have to like swipe their id right you just have to check it right and and put in a date right there was actually an option to be like they're over like they look like they're over 43 or something and i could just click that and i remember there was one time where someone came i I was thinking i was like why might people get away with it but then i was like wait a minute logistically though like there was they something happened where like someone they cracked down like the cops or somebody cracked down on another store yeah and i was like oh shit i don't want to fuck with that right now and i had to be like hey man no we're not doing it today Mm -hmm. sorry you can't can't do it like i almost i i probably would have gotten away with it right but then here's the other side though then i would have been hit up by everybody to do it and then it would have really fucked me or nobody knows how to keep a secret yeah either that or you know if they were cracking down like say they went through your line and they were taking it out like what if someone like a greeter or something was like, oh, can I see your ID, by the way? Like, who, what line did you go through? Yeah. Type shit. Yep. But to, to kind of uh, segue is my second job and your second job were both at the same mall. Not at yeah. the same time. But, yep. you know, like I said, I, I moved on from McDonald's to Kirby's Coney Island and um, in the food court, you know. And uh, actually, it was funny 
because when I got a job there, um, one of my friends at the time, older brother worked there. He got me in and then his brother ended up working there with me. Mm -hmm. Well, their mom, I believe it was their mom, um, said they saw on Fox News that the Kirby's that we were working at was rated in the top 10 dirtiest restaurants in Michigan. Oh, really? <laughs> and it got, nice. it, it, dude, it was so gross. There was a point where, um, and for the longest time, dude, like I worked there, I didn't work there long. I worked there for maybe five or six months. Mm hmm. And at like for probably three of the months, I was just drink boy. Okay. Like I would just get the drinks because like <laughs> like they have like the you know the fountain pop. Yeah, yeah. And someone would take their order, and I would just stand next to them, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, they order a fruit punch," and I would just pour a fruit punch and put it on the tray. <laughs> <laughs> that, and then I would grate the feta cheese in the back. Oh, nice. And then like I'd mop and sweep like at the end of the night. But there was one time. Where someone the the cashier was taking a break, so I had to do drink boy and cashier, mm -hmm. and um, I'm taking the lady, this lady's order, and a fucking cockroach is on the counter, wow. crawling away, and I'm like shit, and I didn't think she saw it, so I fucking threw like a napkin or something, I forget what I threw, but it was like maybe a, even a menu, and it landed on it. And it just stopped for a minute. <laughs> so <laughs> while she was ordering and got her food, this fucking napkin was over this cockroach. <laughs> we were just like, whatever. <laughs> and then like, uh, you know, this was, you know, I was 16, worked with, uh, you know, Jeff. Mm -hmm. And um, we would just sneak like vodka in. <laughs> and fucking like, because like Jeff turned in the drink boy when he came. Okay. And I was doing the cashier. And then we, you know, he would just bring in like vodka and like a water bottle. <laughs> and we would just fucking drink. But we had prime location for the mall because everyone in that mall goes through the food court to get to the, you know, yeah. or 90% of the people park there. Yeah. So as far as like girl watching and shit. It was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. But I do remember one time where I went to the... And we'd have to wear khakis and, you know, like the Kirby shirt or the polo. Yeah. One time, I fucking went to the bathroom and I was pissing in a urinal and got real bad splashback. Mm. And I got I had piss all over my fucking khakis, <laughs> dude. And I'm like, fuck. So, I, you know, I'm trying to dry it in the bathroom. And this is a public bathroom. Yeah. Like, this isn't, like, Kirby's special bathroom or employee's special bathroom. So I'm trying to dry it and shit, and then I come back, and, like, I kind of peek my head out there, and the cashier was still there. I was like, oh, I'm going to grate feta cheese, you know? So I grated feta cheese until my fucking khakis dried up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the girl watching, man, we'd see, I'd see a bunch of chicks that went either went to school mm -hmm. with us or, like, you know, just from surrounding high schools or, you know, even Macomb community or whatever, and, yeah, that was well. I, that's that brings me to like when I worked at Hollister. Like it was nothing but, like that was, you get the girls that go in. Yeah, because the ninety percent of that store was for girls. There was yeah. a guys section. Right. Yeah, the guys section was very small in that store. Yeah, yeah. There was like so there was in, in that store. It went back. There was um, you had two options. You can go to the to the right and it would get you to the guy section, or to the left it would take you to the girl section, and there was like three rooms that you'd go back in. You have the front mm -hmm. room, then there was like a middle lounge area room with the cash registers, and in the back, there was another two they, rooms. They always played that stupid-ass techno, too. 
No, they didn't play techno. No, uh, well, they did. Uh, that was Amber Crombie. Amber Crombie did techno because that would be like more of an East Coast thing. No, what they did was Fallout Boy and fucking not even like Blink One Eight Two. It was like some forty one. Not even some forty. It was it was like post some forty one. Whatever, like the like Panic at the Disc early Panic at the Disco type shit. Yeah. Like it, I couldn't stand it. The only thing that but was... but they would blare it. Oh, dude, it was loud. It was loud as fuck. Like you um, couldn't even have a normal conversation in there. They would, and that was kind of the that was kind of the purpose. Like the way it was set up um, was the lights were always dim because they didn't want you to see how because because everything was form fitting. Yeah, right. Um, that was where I had to go from wearing like triple extra large t shirts to like all right, I'm gonna wear a large now <laughs> and it, like where it fits me. Or there used to be that was the uh, hip hugger jeans yeah. days and even for guys they would ride low now i didn't mind because i used to sag my pants anyway right but the, the guys jeans i'll never forget they would give you a free pair of jeans because that was where they made all their yeah. money and then you would get like discounts on shirts and shit so every like couple months i'd get a new couple outfits right. that, I w- that was supposed to wear there i had one shirt from there and like you said, it like you know, usually I wear an XL. Yeah. So I get an XL there, and it's super small. Like yeah. I, I'll raise my arms, and it you know it turns into a belly shirt, and I don't yep. like shirts like that. Yeah. But it was, it was an orange shirt with a beaver on it, <laughs> and it yeah, said I, it said damn it. Yeah, I remember that shirt. <laughs> I remember that one. I did like the, the like the texture of the shirt. So very soft, very like. Yeah. It was it was worth the money, but um, it, it was it was very light, like it, yeah. like a hot day like today. Yeah, it would be easy to wear that, but it, I'm sure sweat would just show. Yeah, the was, sweat definitely showed. Um, but it was, but I mean that was the that was the aesthetic, right? right. It's like beach attire, yeah, yeah. you know. And um, but yeah, the the idea was it would be, you know, dimly lit, right? Loud music, um, and then we would actually spray. They had fans mm-hmm. set up, like, little like old fashioned uh, little fans. And in the corners, and what you're supposed to do is at the beginning of every shift, at the beginning of every day uh, in the morning, they would spritz cologne or the perfume, whichever, you know, side of the yeah. room they're on, into that. So you'd get the smell. And it was like a, they, it was a science that they had broken down and it worked. Now, was that the one with the moose head with the camera in it? Or was that an Amber Crombie? That's Amber Crombie okay. with Moose. Mo- the, it was. Um, Remember that giant moose head that had the, uh, I think the eyes were the cameras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for for Hollister, um, everything was you know surfboards, yeah. uh, fucking maybe a bear because of the California right. flag. Uh, it was all about California, California, mm. California. Like everything had to do with that. Um, but I will say there was a lot of girls that I worked with. Now I wasn't good looking enough. Like they would put, like that you had to have a certain look to get hired there first and foremost. Right. And I. The Dylan Farnham look. <laughs> yeah. The Zach Efron look. It was a bit of a Zach Efron. Now, I'm not a Zach Efron guy. However, I was a skinnier guy. I could fit into the clothes yeah. that that they had. Um, but I wasn't going to be... I didn't have abs. I wasn't working out. So I wasn't you know, working in the front of the store, right. on the floor, doing customer service, which I didn't want to do anyway. Yeah. So I was relegated to the back stock room. And what I would do is I'd sort the new shit that would come in. Um, you'd fold it up. You put the security tags on it, and you put it away yep. in the shelves. Or if somebody needed it, say some fat chick, I had to do this a lot, where like you'd be like, I need a size 34 in the women's pants. And I'd be like, Jesus Christ. So I got to go fucking <laughs> climb all the way to the top, blow the dust off these pants, and fucking be like, walk outside. I'm like, here you go. 
um, which I love to do that. Though. Here are your pants, ma'am. I or or I would have to go into the changing rooms and collect all the clothes, refold it, yeah. and then put it put it away uh, and restock it. Uh, but it was easy, easy as fuck. And they would overhire, so a lot of people would work. They would, the big thing that they want to do is they would want to overhire, so people really took the job for the clothing discount. Right. Because you got like it was a good discount. It was like twenty percent or more. Mm-hmm. And then of course you had like free jeans every few months, and then fifty uh, percent off every quarter or something like that on, on like X amount of dollars. Right. Um. So they they would overhire. A lot of people just took advantage of that. But I wanted to make money. Now I was making six fifteen an hour, which is a dollar over minimum wage at Meyer. Yeah. This one only paid me six. However, Meyer had a union. Yeah, and they so you took got a, the union dues. So basically, what I I would walk away with after taxes and union dues, four dollars an hour. Uh, as a cashier at Meyer, at Hollister, uh, I would walk away with over five dollars an hour. Right. B- basically, after and, taxes. And we met a couple of chicks that we ended up partying with a couple of times. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, yeah, that's a that's a whole other. I mean, it was a, it was a fun time. Yeah, that was a really fun time up until like the last probably two months that I worked there. I worked there for over a year. Um, I didn't realize you worked there that long. Oh yeah, I, I dug in. Like I I get I, I started working in the back, and then they would schedule me. They were really cool as far as scheduling. If I needed a day off, mm-hmm. like they would schedule me three days a week, and then it was like two on call days. Yeah. Where basically you just got to call up, be like, hey, do you need somebody? Right. And they're like, no, nah, not really. You don't got to come in. I'm like, okay, but I had to call in and yeah. be available. Um, and then, so, but I, every time they would ask, like I'd call and they were like, yeah, we need someone. I would show up. Right. Cause it was easy. It was fun. You were hanging out with people. Um, like again, a lot of girls and mm-hmm. I had a, I had a good personality. So right. I was able to talk to people. Um, and, uh, and then eventually you get these uh, stragglers that would wander in like a fucking Glenn Denning would show up. Yeah. Like for a like a month, he's like, I just need to make some extra cash right. or fucking shelter. <laughs> Was there for like a month or two. Okay. Like, you just need to make some extra cash right. while he's male modeling. Um, which, you know, I don't know why he was in the back with me. Probably because he couldn't talk to people. But, yeah. Um, and he was fidgety. Yeah, a little little bit. Um, but eventually they, they ended up liking me enough where they're like, listen, we're going to give, it was like me and like two other people. They're like, we're going to give you a steady schedule. Like every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're going to be, you're going to come in. Yeah. And then you can be on call like this day, this day. No, nobody else. Were you working like late nights there? Eventually I was. Yeah. That was later. So from May until like December of 05, I was just working the backstop. Cause I remember you'd show up to parties like late. Yeah. Yeah. Then after, after December is when I did that. But I mean, I would stay there, like I'd be scheduled like because the mall closes at nine, so I'd be scheduled from like four to nine, we'll say. Yeah. Nine o'clock would come, and then I would just stay until I until I was told to go home because it was so easy. And then I'd be back there, and then a new crop of people, the night shift would come in. Yeah. And those they were the rowdy bunch because they didn't have to be in front of people. Right. And I would just start. I would keep. I was like, well, I got more stuff to fold and censor, and then. Plus, you take a little Adderall or a fucking, you take some other speed like substance, and you could just fucking some be at that all or day. Uh, <laughs> fucking just censoring and making jokes. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. I got. I, I mean, was, it seems like super stress free at that dude, point. It was so stress free. I got to do, uh, dude. I got to a point where I would like openly talk shit, and it was like, you, you know, to to people that I didn't like. Right. And it was it, it, it was just like an environment of like. They're like, well, yeah, that's so and so is being a shithead. Like, right. Fuck them. 
Um, and it was just it was just super cool. Uh, there, dude, there were times I would stay until like 10 o'clock because I had nothing else to do. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll make an extra few right. dollars. Like, I'll just keep working. And they kept seeing that. So they're like, listen, we're going to give you a steady schedule. And then on those days, you work as long as you want. And then eventually, they were like, listen, um, you know, you're here late at night anyway. It's like, do you just want to come in at 9? And then I was like, yeah. I'll fuck it. That'll... So you work 9? It would be like 9 until midnight was the minimum. But you really worked until the store was cleaned. Yeah, everything was restocked on the shelves, refolded, restickered, all well, that that's, shit. That's where you met Nicole's brother, right? Yes. Yeah, that, I ended up working with him there. Yeah. And um, then yeah, we went to the house, and I was like, "Holy shit, I've been here before." Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that story in a second. That, yeah. That's a whole. That's a pretty good story. Um, but uh, but I remember I ended up going from six bucks an hour. You get a pay bump. To over it was like eight fifty an hour. Grave shift, baby. Doing Got that third shift. third shift premium. So even if I was only working nine to midnight, you know, we'll say three days a week at a minimum, which was I think I was doing four days a week, I was still I'd make just as much working less. Right. Or I'd be still making more at the time. And I was just out of high school and college. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do this. And yeah, it was like a party atmosphere because then all of a sudden they would be like, All right, everybody's out by midnight. And then everybody's still awake. Right. Like, they slept in all day. So right. we're like, well, let's go fucking party. Let's yeah. go do something. Or, yeah, I'd show up at the other parties late. Yeah. And I could, you know, stay to, stay up and, and drink until 4 in the morning. Um, so it was, dude, that was that was awesome. It was, a, it, I, it was a really, really fun job until, like, my parents were like, listen, you." I dropped out of college. And they were like, listen, <laughs> you need to get a full-time job. You're not going to be Efron. Yeah, you got to get a full-time job if you're not going to co- go to college. And uh, I tried to get a full time job with Hollister, and it wasn't going to happen. Um, and then I started looking, and then I got into it with some shitty manager. It was one of those scenarios where he was like seventeen years old. He was a, I don't know how because to be a manager there, you had to have a bachelor's degree. Okay. And he was like somebody. So he must yeah he must have knew somebody or had some exactly. kind of connection there. He had a connection. He had no experience. He was a nobody liked him. Right. And I just openly talked shit about him. And then somebody mentioned it to him, and then he just fucking targeted me. Um, but then I ended up getting a job at Budweiser, which we'll talk about later. But um, <clears throat> but to go back to go back to that story that you yeah. mentioned. So interesting story. Uh, last day of high school, I remember. Was it the last day? Of high it was the very last day. Last day of, as a senior in high school. So it was like we, in May. I thought we went to the Eddie Money concert. Yeah, it was I, the same. Well, I didn't go, but I, it was the same day. Okay. Same day as that. Right. It was a very long day. So uh, apparently, so yeah, because what ended up happening, you went to the Eddie Money. Concert. I did go to the Eddie Money concert. I ended up going to the woods with Jake and Cockle and Andy and Cockle Colin. Cockle had a sponsorship one week. He did have us. He did. That was yeah. He got the and that was the day. Uh, that day he got the itchies because he wanted to fight Jake and then Jake won and he ended up he ended up being like, I got itchies, um, in the grass, and then there was the I got itchies, <laughs> and then there was like. There was branding because we were drinking oh, all day. Man. That was the branding. Yeah. That was a branding part too. So let's let me back up here. As far as the branding, there was a group, an older group, that decided instead of tattoos, they were gonna get branded. Now, if you don't know what branding is, it's the old-fashioned way to like you brand a steer to yeah. show it's your property. So you get a, a hot iron and you put your fucking in this case a hot hanger. Yeah, this one they did. They did brandings with a hanger, and we lived in Sterling Heights, so they put an S and an H. And they branded them. They burned an S and H into their arm. And none Think of them, that. none of them look like an S and H. Not anymore. No, 
No. They, they all... No. Oh. It's all, like, fucking warped and fucked up. But they did that, like, a year before. So now we graduate, and somebody... It was Andy... Andy, Chris... Noko. Yeah. Fucking... Uh, Andy, Chris, me, Cockle, Jake, Josh, and Colin, I believe, was everybody that was there. And we were all drinking... And I think Josh may have brought up the thing. I might be wrong, but I think Josh brought up a thing about like we should do brandings, and like because Jake got it, and everybody's drunk. They're like, "Oh, okay." And I'm like, "Me and Connor are like, nope. You guys can go do that. Fuck I don't give that. a fuck." But the problem is, is they did brandings, but they didn't do a branding of like an S and an H. They did like a line. Did they, they just took a hot hanger and just fucking poked each other with it? And I was like, "What are you doing? This is so dumb." Anyway. So that was happening. Then later, Chris is like, oh, there's a party up in Romeo. Yeah. Let's go there. And then I, you may have met up with us. I or, somehow got there. Or you got there with another group. Um, and we uh, we show up at the at this house, nice house right. with a pool. It's out in the, more yeah. in the countryside yeah, of things. Yeah, it's got like a trophy game room. Like, yes. As far as game, like I'm talking like... Big game. Big game hunters. <laughs> yeah. Like they have like uh, taxidermy fucking shit everywhere. Yep. It was all like a wooden like trophy room. Yep. And uh, um, so we we get there and Chris is there because he's... He, he knew he, one of the girls. Yeah, he knew the girl that lived there. Yeah. And you worked with their brother. Well, not at the time, though. Well, you did. Yeah, later on. I'm going to get to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're leading oh, up to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah because, yeah. okay, now, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's all coming back to me. Yeah, it's all, well, I'm, I'm, I'm building up the backstory. Right. So, just lead um, us, lead us to the, to, <laughs> lead us through the tunnel to the light. Yes. So, we get there because Chris is friends with the girl. There and a couple other. I think Andy was friends with one of the girls that were there too, or whatever. Andy, Andy wasn't friends with one of the girls. He was, well, he, he was Andy. He, he was, wanted to be. Yeah, he <laughs> wanted to be friends with one of the he girls. He pretended like he was. Get um, the fuck out of here! Andy was a <laughs> fucking friend with the girls. Chris knew the girls, and Andy may have taken like one of their numbers out of Chris's phone to text them. Like, get the fuck out of here! Andy didn't fucking know him. That's a whole. We should do a whole episode about that. Yeah. Um, but so we get there, and I. Back then, I, not so much now, but back then, I was kind of like, I, I, I didn't give a fuck, because it was a thing of, I knew certain people didn't like me, but they had to just deal with me anyway, because I was around, so, but I was friends with the, the group you were as friends, a whole. You were friends with the right people was, in the group. Yes, I was friends with the right people in the group. So was I, kind of. Yeah. I, I kind of, yeah. So I got, I didn't care, like, I would just shoot off of the mouth whenever because I was like fuck basically it was a fuck you if you don't like what I'm saying too fucking bad right you know get over it and uh, I remember you know I was just a shit talker kind of like Paternoster but just not as yeah not as mean um and I remember we got there and then there was like one of there was this other girl that was there it was like super hot and I said something along those lines like dude so and so's fucking hot as hell something along those lines and it was the sister of the girl that yeah, Chris knew. Yeah, okay. It was so, Nicole's younger sister. Yes. So Noel, I think her name was. Might have been. Yeah. Um by the way, good look good that's a good name for a good looking chick. Yeah. You know? No. The, the very good looking family. Um, but then the brother overheard that and he said, Who because apparently, you know, she was younger. I mean, we're all in high school, so yeah. it's not like it's it's I'm not it's not like I'm my age now. Yeah, we were it. seniors <laughs> and she may have been a sophomore. Yeah. So um 
He gets all pissed. Who said that about my sister? You guys get whoever said that's gonna get the fuck out of here. We're gonna get the fuck. And nobody took nobody pointed any fingers, but it, he was just all he was drunk yeah. and just pissed off or whatever. And he's like, you guys get the fuck out of here. And then Chris had to settle it down. But he was like, no, fuck that. And a fight almost broke out. It was like, it got out of control. Bunch of drunk teenagers. So we're like, fuck this. We're going to leave. Fuck you. Um, and then we take off. And then we continue drinking at, at like Andy's house. And that's a whole other story. Yeah. So then I end up working with this guy, Nick. And we get along with him. And I go to his house one time. This is before I, this is before I brought you there. And... Uh, I go to the house and I kind of recognize it. And I was like, "Wait a minute, I've been here before," but I didn't say nothing. And was we, it a party? It was kind of. A, it was like an after work gathering. Okay. Thing. So, um, but I didn't say nothing at the time. So then he throws another party, and that's like the a, one the I was one. at. Yes. So I bring you and Nate there, and uh, I was like, "Hey, I got this party. It's got like a keg. It's going to be this big thing. Let's let's go. It's a guy I work with." And I was like, "By the way, I mentioned to you guys like." I think this is the house back then, yada, yeah. yada, yada. We got kicked out. And so I we bring it up to him there. I figured it'd be better to bring it up to him there and it right. work or whatever. And then I bring it up to him when we show up. And then he was like, oh, shit, I remember that. Yeah, I kicked you guys out. <laughs> like sorry i was being a dick but i was just kind of being protective i was like i don't give a shit and then he like, wanted whatever. you know then they, like all night we were doing shots with him yeah no he was the coolest guy ever he was he was awesome um i mean it was it was one of those parties though where like we didn't we weren't part of the crowd so we were still kind of like right. off to our doing our own thing well i, I do want to take back i don't think you mentioned it was the same house to us because oh, i remember not. i remember showing up and being like i've been here before and yeah. and i was like and then I asked him, I was like, are you Nicole's brother? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, I was here before, you know, yeah. with, uh, you know, Chris or, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that was like, it was kind of like a, um, it all came around full circle. Yeah. That happens. I've, I've, over the years, I have stories of like, I've had jobs or encounter people. And then years later, it seems to kind of come around. Yep. Because I have a couple other ones, but I'm, we're probably not going to be able to fit it into this podcast, but it'll maybe in a part two. Right. But yeah, that was, that job was, was awesome. It took me through my, finished off my adolescence into adulthood, <laughs> basically. Is yeah. What that, what that was. Well, that actually, uh, you know, it's a little, probably a little early for this, but uh, it brings us right into our sponsorship read. Oh, okay, yes. Dealing with Hollister, you know, our sponsorship read today. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Fat Dave's Frosted Tips. <laughs> Have you ever wanted that Nick Carter, Joey Fatone look from the 90s? Try Fat Dave's Frosted Tips. Fat Dave offers a do-it-yourself process to frost your tips from the privacy of your own home. Get that look that the hip-hugger girls from the 90s love and spice up your life with Fat Dave's Frosted Tips. For a free trial, text Fat Frost to 58593. Warning, if your skin starts to burn, please see medical help immediately. So thank oh, you for nice. Fat Dave Fat and Dave. his frosted tips. Thank Man, you. Man, doing it at home, you know, you wouldn't even have to go to the salon or barbershop no. or anything. Especially in these times now where it's a pain in the ass to get your hair cut. Yeah, like, and Joey Fatone is everywhere. He's he on the, is. He's on Family Feud. He's on Impractical Jokers. He's, he's in my dreams. He's, he's in your dreams. <laughs> he's, you know, got a restaurant, I think. So, yeah, you know, those hip-hugger girls. 
They got to bring that back, by the way. They do. But, it's gotta, but the thing is, it means the girl's got to lose weight. Yeah. So, so that's a whole other issue. But so, you know, post uh, post both of us working at uh, the mall, mm-hmm. um, my next uh, inquiry of a job, I actually left Kirby's. Co- actually, I tried to do both. Uh-huh. I tried to work both at the same time. And I worked Kirby's during the week, but they would only schedule me one day a week. Mm-hmm. And because the manager didn't really care for me. Um, but Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. And this one has men- been mentioned on a previous episode of the podcast. Um, I don't think it was the draft. I think it was the next episode of the Knights of the Roundtable. Might but, have been, yeah. Um. Anyway, I worked for Chuck E. Cheese for like <laughs> literally like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I only have two really good stories. One of them I don't know if I should go through again because it was on the previous podcast. Um, about getting attacked while I was uh, I was Chucky, but I oh yeah I got um I got hired in to be a cook mm-hmm. and I never cook you know like if people that know me like I can fucking um I can put things in like frozen things in the oven okay like, that's my <laughs> consistent and I can grill okay. now since I'm older I can grill okay I give you I'll give myself credit on that but yeah like mac and cheese frozen pizzas that's you know tacos i can make yeah so they make they hire me as a cook and i'm 16 years old um i know a couple girls that work there mm-hmm. and k dub worked there okay so you know k dub mm-hmm. um the whalenator yeah <laughs> so i was like man like you know it's a pretty cool group um, I was cool with Ashlyn at the time, uh-huh. um, and this girl Christina, and there might have been another one, but anyway, um, so I go on this interview, and they they said they hired pre- or they they paid pretty good. I think mm-hmm. I was going to be making seven bucks an hour. Oh, that's not bad. So it was quite a big jump, you know. I was making six fifty, I believe, at Kirby's. Mm-hmm. So another, you know, I always try to leave jobs and make more money at another place. Yeah. So like, I always try to upgrade. Like, I never want to move back. So. I get the job at Chuck E. Cheese, or I interview for the Chuck E. Cheese. This is the first story. Interview process, man. So I interview with this guy, and he's corny as fuck, dude. <laughs> he's like a um, certain person that we talked about um, in one. I DJ for a living. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, I DJ yeah, yeah. on the side. Um, reminds me of someone that I've encountered, and he's just corny, dude. Yeah. So corny as shit he um and he's probably in his late 20s early 30s okay at this point i'm not really good at judging age because like everyone that's out of high school is just old right you know? right so he's interviewing me and the interview was maybe 15 minutes mm-hmm. and it's actually the funny thing is it's the day of the blackout 2003 oh really it was the exact day that wow. the power went out. So I'm interviewing, um, and this was maybe, th- actually while my interview was going on, that's when the blackout happened. Oh, wow. So um, it's it, that's the only reason I remember, you know, so it was crazy because I went back home and the power was out and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. So anyway, uh, people that lived through the blackout of 2003, we survived. Yep. Um. Survived 9-11. We survived blackout 2003. Yep. We survived the fucking the, the mortgage collapse. We survived John Cena. Survived John Cena. We survived Hulk Hogan. We yep. survived fucking 
COVID-19. Yep. We've also survived... Well, anyway. Something else, probably. <laughs> but, so, one of the questions... Like, he was... It was, it was so weird, because, like, especially when you're that age, like... I took some business classes in high school, and I'm sure you did too. I think mm-hmm. you may have been in some of my classes, mm-hmm. but like some of them, like kind of prepped you for an interview, like or yeah. like they would try to and be like, "Oh, you might be asked these questions or whatever." This guy, he goes, one of the first questions he go, he goes, "What was the last CD you bought, burned, or stole?" <laughs> and I looked at him like, uh, <laughs> "A little embarrassing answer," but I said, "Chingy." Okay, Chingy. Uh, he had an jack- album. Jackpot. Yeah, he, he, it came out that year. I remember yeah. that. Right there. I, I bought that at Meyer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, got that ten percent off discount. You got it right there, you know, in the Holiday Inn. <laughs> so I said Chingy, and he's like, I, I don't know who it is. He's like, <laughs> he's like, is it good? I'm like, man, it's great. <laughs> Probably listened to it like three times. Um, and then he asked, he asked me the next question. He goes, um, he's like, do you smoke? I said, no, you know, I'm not going to sell you smoke weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I said, no. He goes, well, if you did, would you smoke Marlboro? Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> all right. And it was like all, pro- you know, like, I'm like, <laughs> cool. So then like, you know, he keeps asking me stupid fucking questions. And then he's like, oh, when, you can, when can you start? I'm like, <laughs> really? Like, that's it? Like, uh, and, and I have a feeling it was because I knew you know, two or three people that worked there. Right. And they may have given me good work because I think Ashlyn got some money maybe, like 50 bucks for a referral or oh, something. Because okay. I remember I used to do that at McDonald's. Like, I got, like, Tom and uh, Brown mm-hmm. and a couple other people uh, jobs at McDonald's, and I would get, like, 50 bucks each time. So it was really worth getting people in. Right. But, um, so... I get, you know, I get the job and he's like, you know, what size shorts do you wear? And I was like, you know, I, 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 32 maybe, mm-hmm. 32 at the time, maybe. Um, so, you know, he, he orders me these cotton shorts, the blue cotton shorts, you know. Okay. And I get like a Chuck E. Cheese polo. Okay. So that's my uniform. And, oh, by the way, I have to wear white shoes and white so- white like almost knee socks like it has to go up your uh calf okay so long story short or you know somewhat well these cotton shorts i'm a tall dude i'm six two yeah these cotton shorts aren't made for tall guys yeah at least you know like so they come up thigh dude like yeah and at this time you're talking 2003 you're talking 50 cent g unit is like the hottest thing out yeah you're talking baggy clothes jerseys mm-hmm. like you know, no kid is wearing clothes that, you know, unless you're shopping at Hollister. Yeah. You know, if you're a prep, otherwise, you know, goth kids, you know, a- athletes, whatever, we're wearing baggy clothes. Yeah. Especially our group because we were, we were a little thuggish back in the day. Well, even even the jeans I had at Hollister, I mean, they were still, they were baggy. They weren't skinny jeans like I wear now. Like, they were like, I mean, you could, but that wasn't even the style. It right. Was about, it was like a relaxed fit. Yeah. Everything was about a relaxed fit or, a, or what they what do they call it? Like a boot cut. Yeah. Which is just a wider. Fucking, right. It's, it's not a quite a bell bottom, but it's like right. it's not skin tight on your so, calf. Um, so, uh, you know, again, I didn't have my license <clears throat> until I was almost 18. This was when I was 16. So Brown would have to give me a ride to school mm-hmm. or ride to school, ride to work when I worked. Right. You know? So I would always wear athletic pants 
over my shorts because I was at that point. You're like you're embarrassed if you see. You're yeah. embarrassed if you're seen with like your mom at fucking Meyer. Oh you sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. You're embarrassed about everything in high school. Yep. So, uh, you know, I would wear my athletic pants. You know, take them off when I got to work, and then whoever picked me up, I'd put them back on, go outside, bam, bam. You know, only people at work would see me, and I was in the kitchen. So like parents and stuff or like adults or kids would not see me in this shit you mm-hmm. know only co-workers and they had to deal with the same thing so right um one day one fucking day dude could not find a pair of athletic pants to put and i was running late brown's waiting for me he's honking I'm like fuck so i go outside sit down in his car i swear to god one of my nuts probably fell out of my fucking shorts <laughs> and he looks at me he's like what the fuck are you wearing and i was like bro this is my fucking uniform like you know get your laughs out now the dude could not stop laughing the entire ride and i'm like jesus christ this fucking sucks like i mean when i say like it was fucking thigh dude like yeah. you saw like you know was it like was it higher than this? Much higher. Okay. Like especially when I sat down, it was like that. Oh. <laughs> you know, like shit, dude. I I was afraid that one of my balls was gonna fall out, <laughs> and you know I was like, man, this fucking sucks. So, um, one uh, it might have been one of the same evenings. I I only worked there for about a month. I'm not going to retell the uh, dressing up as Chucky story. Check out our other episode for that. Yeah. But um, there was one time where um, I go to make a personal size pizza, right? Okay. We get every shift we got a uh, one of the personal size uh, pan pizzas, you know, f- small four piece pizza uh, for free. Okay. So, you know, I go to the other cook who was like the, 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 I'm going to use the word top chef. Okay. You know? Yeah. He was the top guy there in the kitchen. So he goes, you know, hey, I'll make your pizza for you. Or, or no, he said, you know, put whatever you on, on your on your pizza, mm-hmm. but don't make a personal pan pizza. Make a small. And small is a little bigger. Yeah. And he goes, we only have a couple uh, dough made for the personal pan. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay. He goes, I don't want to use them up. So just use a small. He's like, I'll tell the manager, you know, it'll be fine. So I make the pizza and I had to go, I had to go do something like out on the floor real quick. They asked me to, you know, before I clocked out, just, you know, go do this real quick. So my, um, my pizza's in the big, you know, convectional oven and it's rolling through or whatever. And my manager, the cook never told him that mm-hmm. what I was doing you know mm-hmm. he forgot to mention that i was making a small because the, the other cook like clocked out and left or whatever and he forgot to mention it to him well the manager saw my pizza and pulled it out and fucking it, such a dick move dude like i mm-hmm. fucking like i told you about the interview and it was the same dude i interviewed with and he was like very off but he, he was corny but then like if you crossed him he'd be a fucking dickhead to you so he what he did was he took my pizza, he took a bunch of those red peppers, like, you know, that you put on pizza, he fucking opened the cap and just dumped it on it. And he put a fucking, uh, like a sign, like a fucking, like a, like, like a knife or something with like a piece of paper, like, like to almost make a, like a flag. Yeah. And it said, we don't steal here. 
And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So, like, I just threw the pizza away. Mm-hmm. And, like, I went up to him and I'm like, hey, um, you know, so-and-so said, you know, I don't know the guy's name. So-and-so said that I could do this because he didn't want me to take the personal pan. And he's like, oh, my bad, man. I, I guess I owe you a pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, dude. And I never <laughs> cashed in on that because I got fired. You know, within like a week or two of that. Yeah. Because the reason I got fired, the first time ever getting fired, my third job, you know, my third job in a year and a half. Yeah. So first time ever getting fired and it was over breadsticks. (laughs) So I told them, you know, I, I played basketball in high school. And when basketball season was starting up, I told him I can't work during the week because I have basketball practice, so I can work yeah. weekends, you know. I'll work I told him I'd work like two eight hour shifts on weekends, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, they schedule this meeting about how to make breadsticks more efficiently. <laughs> and it was mandatory. And I was like, Well, you know, I can't make it, so I didn't show up. Yeah. And I come in Saturday for my shift. And they were like, hey, you weren't at the meeting on Thursday. I go, yeah, I know. I was at a basketball practice. I told you I can't do anything during the week. Yeah. And he's like, unfortunately, it was mandatory. I was like, so what does that mean? He's like, we got to let you go. I'm like, okay, cool. So let me call my mom, who just dropped me off, and have her to turn around and come pick (laughs) me back up. (laughs) So that was my long stint at Chuck E. Cheese. Well, I mean, if if a job starts with what was the fucking last CD that you stole and do you smoke Marlboro Reds? Yeah. Like you're not long you're, you're not made to to last there all that long. Plus I it's, wanted to be a game room attendant cuz you got to wear a fucking sweet ref shirt <laughs> and you got to like basically play video games to make sure they worked. Uh, that's not a bad idea. And that's what what the K-Dub did. Oh, really? That's what I wanted to do. And they were like, no, we're going to throw you in the kitchen. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. Like, let me fucking, you know, emerald this shit and be like, bam. Is that emerald? Yeah. I hope I I got the right reference. Yes. Yes. No, that's, uh, yeah, I've never, I've been lucky enough. I've never really worked with food. I've worked with grocery, but never, never having to cook food. And I always hear like any job where it's like, it, it does get like, it does get stupid. Like yeah. the people, people act stupid. Like, don't get me wrong. I work with some fucking stupid people at Hollister or at Meyer or what, but it's not, it's not quite the same. Right. It's a lot. It's, it's not so, because the thing is, it's not, I think the food industry is just a shittier job overall. So you, it attracts a certain person. Right. And well, it, it's, it could be okay. It, it just depends on how you look at it. Like I said, like everyone like shits on like fast food, like, oh, it never worked there. Dude. I may have had a handful of bad days. Yeah. And the rest of it, it's like, like, yeah, you get shitty customers, but like, how hard is the fucking work? No, it's not. It's, it's not, not very hard. If And the thing is, is like, you know, at the time, I mean, my, I'm not going to say, well, this is going to sound bad, but, you know, my work ethic mm-hmm. um, was very good at the time. Like, you know, and I'm not saying it's not now, but. Um, you know, I really wanted to make a good impression. So like, I never fucked up shit. Like it's, yeah, it's, I think like people today, <clears throat> I think it's more difficult to fuck up somebody's order to, than to get it right. Yes. Like yeah. it's like, it's like you're not like thinking or doing, you know, it's, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. You gotta, I mean, that's what, that's what really makes those jobs miserable is when you don't want to try. And it's like, if you just get wrapped up in the work, it's not so bad. Right. Um, I remember that, uh, I remember that, you know, 
working at Meyer, I think part of what made it so bad for me is that I hated it, so I didn't I didn't want to yeah, try anymore. Right. You know, it was just so repetitive. Yeah, I, I, you know, and we'll probably get into some jobs that I've had that, you know, I've done yeah. that because I've done it plenty of times. Yeah. But like for McDonald's, for example, like especially like and, and this doesn't happen anymore. We or at least I did. And the, the people that I kind of worked with um, that I remember, like if say, you know, almost every time I go to a fast food restaurant, I have to pull up now because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're making something, whatever. Yeah. Every time I had to do that or every time someone's order got fucked up, I'd give them something extra. Yeah. Whether even if it was just like two apple pies or like a shake or like whatever. I'm like, oh, I threw this in the bag for you. And they'd be like, oh, thank you. Like, I appreciate that. Like, that's all you have to do. And and 90% of your problems with as far as customer relation is going to go away. Well, there's there's this thing right now that people have where they have a spitefulness um, with customers and and working through because i've been through enough i mean i told you well i'm not going to go through the whole story but i got into a bit of a confrontation at a mcdonald's like a week ago and it was like more of a spite it was a thing of they screwed up the order i say can you fix it and it became a thing of like it it wasn't just they screwed up the order they rung it up wrong yeah which then it wasn't so much the cook's fault it was the person who rung it up and i never i didn't pay attention to the screen because half those screens work half of them don't And uh, the Wendy's one is just a DOS screen. Yeah, I mean it's just it's fucking stupid. So, and then the guy is yeah, well, well, this is the way it was rung up. And I was like, okay, so they rung it up wrong, right? So, but he wanted to fight with me about like, well, you need to double check that. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're talking about two fucking hamburgers. Can you just fix it? Yeah. Can you just like why are you? Fu-? And I've noticed that more and more and more um, over time. In a lot of different areas where they, everyone just is more spiteful. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, if, if you're if the job sucks that bad, you can quit and get another one. Right. I mean, these are not if you quit at a McDonald's, it isn't going to be hard to get a job at a Walmart. Right. It, you know what I'm saying? It's it's not. And right now, um, places are scrambling to hire people. Yeah. You know, it, it I just I just don't understand it. Like, I wish I wish it was like that when I was that age where I could easily because my dream, my dream was I wanted to work at like a video rental place. Yeah. That was my dream. I wanted to work at a Blockbuster or a Hollywood Video or any of those places. I would apply to every single yeah. one of them. And I ne- for whatever reason, I couldn't get the job. I don't know why. I don't know why. They just wouldn't hire me. It's probably because they already had a friend that they were going to hire. Right. They had to publicly post the job. But I thought that would be the coolest thing, just to be around movies all the time. That's all I did was watch movies. That was like my dream job for college. And who knows? Maybe if I would have got that job, though, I would have never. Maybe you would have been the next Spielberg. I could have been. Or the next Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um, since I am, you know, Bobby, too many jobs caboose, I'm going to go into my next one. Okay. Because I, after Chuck E. Cheese, it was a few months that I didn't work. And I end up getting a job at a car wash. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was my next job. I was trying to think, you know, chronologically. But um, I, I was working at a car wash, and it was a full-service car wash. You know, you <clears throat> it was kind of expensive, actually. To you, you go through, you know, and then you would have people do the armor on the rims mm-hmm. or the tires and clean the rims, dry off the car. You could have vacuuming service, all that stuff. Well... I started off with, uh, and this job actually paid pretty damn good. Like, I was surprised because it was $7 an hour plus tips. 
So mm-hmm. with tips, you would it would actually be like more like twelve dollars an hour, mm-hmm. um, and you would get cash every day. Yeah, which was real nice. Um, so I actually got Paternoster and Brown in, and we all three worked there at <laughs> one point. And this one has a, a, quite a few stories because um, of the people that worked there. Like these people were working there full time. Like the, this was their job. Yeah. And th- I mean, okay, so it was the owner, mm-hmm. private owner. You know, she owns, I think, two car washes or th- at the time, two car washes. It was her son in law that was the manager. Okay. He was cheating on his wife. <laughs> With this like redneck chick, like okay. white trash chick that worked there full time during the day. Okay. That's this always guy, gonna end well. This guy was f- I, man, I wish I had a picture of him. This guy, picture Uncle Rico. Okay. Um like to a T almost. Like he had the mustache. He wore all denim all the time, <laughs> like denim, like jeans, <laughs> denim jacket. He was like, we used to say he was stuck in the 80s. Yeah. He had a 1989 Corvette, all <laughs> white. And every time, like we would have to take his car and run it through the car wash like <clears throat> every other day. Sure. Every, uh, and uh, this is not an exaggeration, every single fucking time we fucking started his car, Rock you like a hurricane came on <laughs> every single time. So he either like I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and just be like, you know, a commercial where it's like, man, you know, I'd love to trade this car in, but it just plays Nookie by Limp Biscuit, yeah. you know, the you know, on repeat. That that's what I picture, dude. Like, mm-hmm. and this guy was, you know, he had the fucking mustache with no other facial hair. Yeah, you know, it just looked like straight out of the eighties. And, um, so I started off like just wiping down the cars and then they had me d- start doing armor all. I would only do armor all when the cars got armor all. Okay. Well, I kind of screwed up my back, um, during basketball. So it would hurt for me to bend down, especially if I worked like eight hours because this place, like most places, you know, in Michigan, and I'm sure it's probably other states too. You, when you were in high school, or if you're in school, you would have to get a worker's permit. Yeah, and you could only work. You know, I think it was 40 hours combined with school and work. Sure, okay. I think, it, or it was a um, you know a magic number that you know you could only work yeah. a maximum. Yeah, this place didn't give a fuck. This place, uh, we we were actually uh, seniors in high school. Uh, well. I started in the summer and then it went into senior year because we we got out at one thirty mm-hmm. and I would start work at two every day Monday through Friday two to six. Okay. Then on Saturday, I worked from seven, um, seven forty like seven forty five I think they open seven thirty mm-hmm. maybe, um until either three or six. Six is when they closed. Okay, and then Sundays I would have off. I told them I couldn't work Sundays. They wanted me to work every possible hour that I could yeah. when they were open. And that would have been 40 some hours. Right. So I ended up working like 32 hours maybe. Sure. And um, so me, Brown and Patternaster would go to the car wash every day, every fucking day after work or after school. And the thing is, is we had to call up there first 
uh, to see if a they were busy or b like if it was you know if it's raining or something we're gonna be closed right so like if it's cloudy and they're slow they may not use us or they might mm-hmm. use one of us or whatever so you know we we would go up there and do it my back would be fucking killing me doing these arm roll and I it got to a point where I would just do like the shittiest job ever like I remember Ruley came through with mm-hmm. his he had a he had a nice car in in high school he had a Camaro yeah. And he was he part would, of the Camaro Club. Yeah, he would always get armor all. And one day, the next day at school, he was like, "Dude, your armor all job was so shitty." <laughs> and I was like, "My bad, man. Like next time you come in, I'll hook you up." <laughs> and um, so you know, we we would work almost every possible hour. And like Brown, I think was Brown would do vacuum. Like okay. he was on the vacuum, and then Paternoster would uh, dry it down. Yeah, and then I, you know, and there was a few people that did you know vacuum and dry down it wasn't just them mm-hmm. but i was the only one doing arm roll so like sometimes you'd get eight lanes of cars because they had eight different fucking lanes that they would pull the cars out after they got through yeah and you would have eight cars and then fucking a row behind it and like fucking like 12 armor rolls like it was fucking it was rough dude mm-hmm. and then i would have to clean the rims on every car so like i would have to clean them and then if they had armor so like i started being like uh, you know, every time they they because they would just be like arm roll, like shout shout out. I'd be like motherfucker, mm-hmm. you know. Every time, I'm, motherfucker. And so like my boss started like kind of making fun of me. Yeah, you know because and you know like look how look how uh pissed Bobby's gonna get over there. Yeah. So, you know they would do that, and um, <clears throat> so I I worked there for a good amount of time because I I started in the summer. I was the first one to work there, and then I got both them in. And we actually worked past Christmas because I remember working Christmas and New Year's because there was a certain guy that would come in both days and tip us a hundred dollars. Oh wow! Put it like in the jar and we would split up. So our tips were really good, you know, in that week. But um, I remember Paternoster was the first to quit, mm-hmm. and he called up our manager, the dude from the eighties. We'll call him Hurricane Rob. Okay. He calls up Hurricane Rob, and he goes. Hey, uh, Rob, he goes, this is, uh, this is Jason. Um, he goes, you know, I have to quit. Okay. So a little backstory, Jason comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have this big backstory. You know, I'm going to tell him. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to tell him that I got kicked out of school <laughs> and I'm forced <laughs> to move down to Dallas with my sister because his sister and his brother-in-law lived in Dallas. Right. So he goes, he has this big story planned out. And he goes, he calls up and he goes, Hey Rob, um, I'm, this is Jason and, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to quit. And he, Rob just goes, adios, man. And just hangs up. <laughs> and so like, Jason's like, what the fuck, man? I didn't even get to tell my story or anything. Well, the funny thing is, is Rob goes to the schedule and fucking crosses Brown out. Instead oh yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause they're both named Jason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. So he gets the, and like Brown shows up and he's like, why is my name? Up? Like, you know, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> so then, um, so like I said, like, uh, one day my back is fucking killing me and I'm doing armor all and I'm, it's a Saturday and I'm scheduled from, you know, open to three o'clock I'm supposed to get off at three. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Rob goes, Hey man, he's like, I need you to stay till six. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, like I can't. Like I, I was in so much pain. Like I, I was like, I can't stay until six, man. I gotta, you know, I gotta leave at three. And he's like, What do you got going on? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Fuck, you know, this is the first. This is this is one of the first times that I've ever had to lie. Yeah. 
at a job, you know. So I'm like, what, what the fuck, you know? What, what is something like real quick? I'm like, what is something that I, I I can't get out of? I said I got a wedding to go to. Yeah. So he goes, well, bring me an invitation. Bring me the invitation <laughs> next time you work. I'm like, okay, whatever. So, you know, thinking that he'd forget about it or whatever, and he never mentioned it again. But he go like every like I said, every day we'd have to call up there to see if they were busy yeah. or not. So. You know, Monday comes around, me and Brown call up there. No, we don't need you. Tuesday, no, we don't need you. We're like, you know, this is kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. Wednesday, don't need you. Thursday, don't need you. We're like, what the fuck, you know? So I go up there Friday to get our checks and our tips from the weekend before. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rob's there, and I get my check. Doesn't I don't get tips. I'm like, mm-hmm. where, you know, where are my tips? He's like, he goes, yeah, um, last Saturday... He's like, when you left, he's like, uh, you got, he, he tells me this. No. He goes, he goes, you got pissed off and went to the bathroom and kicked a hole in the wall. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait, what happened? I was yeah. like, what did I do? Like, how are you going to tell me that I did this? And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah. you." And he's like, I had to drywall and patch it up. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I fucking clocked out and I went to Taco Bell to wait for my dad to pick me up. Yeah. And he's like, no, you went to the bathroom first. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, <laughs> how are you going to tell me that I went, you know, and this is pre- like way pre before like every ca- everyone's got a camera out. Right. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So I'm like, he's like, I'm going to have to let you go. And I'm like, are you serious right now? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I had to patch it up myself over the weekend and all that shit. I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, I pretty much told him, I was like, you can go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And so Brown was like, well, I'm not showing up anymore. He didn't tell him that, but he's like, yeah. I'm not showing up anymore. So, um, you know, and, and this is where it kind of all circles back is a couple months later, um, me and my dad go to, I think there's a Tubby's over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we go to eat and... One of the guys that I used to work with uh, was in on his break. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Uh, I think his name is Brian. I was like, what's up, Brian? Like, how are you, man? And he's like, good. And he's like, dude, what happened? You know, and I, I told him the story about how I kicked a hole in the wall. <laughs> and he goes, oh, man, he got you with that. And I was like, what do you mean he got me with that? <laughs> he goes, "He goes, dude, he goes, that happened fucking years ago. <laughs> and whenever he just wants to get rid of someone, that's like... <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So that was my uh, the story of the car wash. But, yeah, I mean, I made some good-ass money doing it. I mean, like I said, it was like pretty much 12 bucks an hour because of the tips. Yeah. Back but, then, that's pretty good. But, like, the people that – I mean, there was dudes that, like, they'd be doing coke in the bathroom. like, <laughs> And it was, like, old dudes. Like, yeah. like this was, like, their career. And, like, uh, one chick was like, yeah, anytime – like, the chick that was fucking Rob – Mm-hmm. she's like anytime you guys want beer just let me know so like new year's eve like she got us like three cases of fucking bud light oh nice and um you know they were just like yeah we, you guys should come over and party with us sometime and we're like dude we're like 16 <laughs> <laughs> it was like a box humper moment <laughs> which that's another uh, story yeah. for another time i, t- I actually told this a st- box humper story on stream the other night so it's that's <laughs> coincidentally you bring that up um yeah there's that's that was a that was an interesting time, but yeah, I got uh, I've known some people that worked at car washes, and there's some decent money in it. Yeah, because um, you get the tips, right? And the hours, to be honest, the hours aren't that bad, right? I mean, a full time person would get like forty hours there, yeah. and the hours were like seven to three. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's a that I, to me that's an awesome schedule. I know you're on a little bit of a different sleep schedule. Yeah. But to me, I mean, I it, right now is the most unique schedule I've ever had. But, um, you know, working at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. But uh, like a seven seven to three man, and like you can still kind of go out the night before because yeah. I only need like six hours of sleep. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, and then after you still have a lot of the rest of your day. Well, it's brainless too. Right. It doesn't take any thought. And that's, that's a big thing with like, there's early jobs that I've had up until I got out of college pretty much was like, they were all jobs that they held some responsibility and they had some, um, thing cause they all paid okay after the Hollister job. Um, but they, uh. You know, they, they were brainless. They right. didn't really take a lot of... So I could go and be hungover and just deal with the misery of it. And then it was it, it got to a point to where you finally get to a job where it requires brain power. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah, it's just like, not... This is not something I could just show up and turn my brain off for. Right, right. Which, so. yeah, I think that's that's going to be a uh, part two um, into, into our stories on that. Because, yeah, going into... For me, going into Budweiser, spending I spent almost five years total in two different terms that I was there. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, working for Psychopathic Records, and I, I there's a whole like world of finance. I mean, shit. This is probably gonna be a three parter. Yeah. I have a feeling. Uh, <laughs> what are we on? Uh, you know, I don't really want to say this during the podcast, but we what are we on time right now? Uh, we are. We've been at it for about an hour and a half. Yeah, we're about an hour and a half in. And uh, I, I have to badly piss, and I have I may have to be somewhere in another hour. So um, we might have to. I don't know if we got caught up with, uh, you know, what what year are we at right now? We're at uh, two thousand four slash five. Okay. So right now I would be going into from uh, from. The car wash, mm-hmm. you mentioned Dollar Tree earlier. Yeah, do- yeah, The dollar store. Oh, that's another. Um, that's what story. I'm going into. Yeah. Um, my, uh, you know, our senior year. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, I, fucking, we'll we'll do the Dollar Tree, and that'll be the last one. Okay. Because uh, you know it's been hyped up. <laughs> well, not hyped up, but it's been mentioned a couple times. Yeah. So, uh, they had a new dollar store. You know, I fuck it. It's Dollar Tree. I'm not gonna you know, whatever. Yeah, I already said Dollar it. Tree. Yeah. Dollar Tree. So, um, they had a new one, which was is actually I'm not sure if it's still currently, but at the time when it was opening, it was the largest one I believe in the Midwest. Okay. As far as like size, uh, you know, and volume, what they were gonna put it through. Mm-hmm. So they were basically moving from one part of the strip mall to the to the bigger store. Yeah. Um. And it's still there today. I think and it's where the Swedish House Buffet was or whatever the fuck that... It was closed. No, House. because the Oriental Buffet took over there. Oh, okay, gotcha. But, um, so, anyway, uh, you know, there's basically hiring a bunch of fucking people. Um, basically, a morning shift and a night shift, um, depending if you go to school or not. Um, and they they basically hired a bunch of high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because oh, yeah. they, the, they the hired... morning kids were all night schoolers, yeah. like Nate, yeah, and uh, the the afternoon people were like me and Jack and Josh and Andy and uh, who else fucking worked there? I mean, it was a ton of people. That, that, Casey Casey ended up yeah. working there. Casey ended up working there later. Didn't Tom work there? No, Tom worked. No, Tom didn't work there. Josh Josh worked there. Josh, me, Josh, Jack, Andy, 
Colin and Nate, and Nate. That was it. Yeah, Nate, Colin worked there, didn't he? Not with us. Oh, oh no, he was later. He yeah. was later. So the five of us. And that's, and that's where they fucked up. They got they hired a bunch of people from the same friend group. Yeah. All at yeah. once. <laughs> but so so okay so we all go you know it, it's open interviews mm-hmm. and I was the only one that dressed up. Okay. Well, you know you're supposed to dress above what you're supposed to wear there. So right, I wore like right. a button up shirt. You yeah. know, uh, I think it was a button up like plaid shirt. So it wasn't even like yeah. you know and like khakis. You know, so. I, you know, we all get, uh, you know, hired or whatever to set up this store. And so Nate is working in the morning and the four of us are working at night and we're building shelves and shit. And, yeah. you know, we actually have to physically build the store. Yeah. So we do that first. And like they tell, I think it was like me and Josh, they tell like, yeah, go to the old store and break down the shelves. Yeah. Dude, like, imagine, like, okay, you've seen this uh, scene in Zombieland where they're, like, enjoy the little things and they just push over all the fucking shelves. Yeah. Like, we did that and just destroyed everything. <laughs> like, it was so fun. And, you know, high schoolers, like, you know, go in this room and basically just, just fucking destroy everything to a point where you could put it in the dumpster. Yeah. So that's what we did. And we're working there and we're setting up the shit and, you know, we're... You know, when we finally get the shelves built and stuff, we're like stocking the shit and like we're just throwing shit at each other. (laughs) And like Nate was telling me that he had to befriend because like Nate was on his own. Yeah. Nate had to befriend like these other kids that like went to either night school or were in college already. And they were fucking launching like fucking, uh, they have like those toy Nerf gun things. They're fucking launching them like in different aisles. Like fucking, we were whipping like fucking health and beauty products at each other (laughs) and all this shit, dude. And it was so fucking fun because it was just like, there was no, there was basically no supervision because there were so many people there. Yeah. There was like 30 people and they couldn't watch all of us. So like when we were fucking doing that, like we we could get away with anything because when they came around, we just stopped doing it, you know? Right. And well, so we get the store and uh, set up, and the only one that didn't get a job after was Nate because he got <laughs> lumped in with these kids that were really fucking around, right? And like, because we were we were kind of smarter about it, but these it's it, from what Nate had told me in the past, like these kids were fucking retarded, yeah. Like you know, PC or not PC, they're fucking retarded, and they well, just yeah. uh, you know fucked off, and you know they didn't give two shits. Mm-hmm. Well, we still cared, you know, we didn't care that much, so. We we ended up getting jobs after, and I actually worked there for quite a bit. Like I actually had two stints there, and um, me and uh, Casey actually worked like a whole summer together, doing stock in the morning at like five in the morning to like until the, cl- the open the opening of the store, which was like nine four. It was like it was like four to nine. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like we would do. I mean, we would do these, uh, like, they called them, uh, what'd they call them? Uh, uh, Case stacks? Okay. Case stacks. Because they wanted all the, you know, as much product on the floor as possible. Yeah. So you would just cram shit on the shelves. Mm -hmm. Cram it, cram it, cram it. To where it didn't even make fucking sense why it was there. (laughs) And then we would do these case stacks because, like, we would also get, like, praised if, like, we brought out more cases of shit like you would yeah. have to mark down your cases and they were like man how is casey and bobby doing all these fucking c- cases well <laughs> what we would do is take the cases open up the top one mm-hmm. and just fucking stack it like five row <laughs> five things high 
in each aisle, like every six feet. <laughs> so like you can barely like push a car through. <laughs> and like so there was one time where um our our boss was like, Hey, you know, you gotta find a spot for what were they? They were um fuck, what were they? Like uh, Let's just say they were markers or some mm-hmm. shit. I forget what they were. Candles, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like small birthday candles. And they were, he was like, find some room for this, you know, in the aisle, right? So we're looking and like, you know, they have like those pegs where you, you know, you peg like, you know, picture like an action figure, but it's like hung, hanging yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you have those peg, the, the pegboard. Yeah. And you're pegging things and you, you can kind of rearrange it. And and Dollar Tree at the time, I, I think they had more standards now, but they had like basically like you know like I said, get the product out, we'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. So what we did, we're like, dude, we have no place for these candles, like no place. So fucking, there's a bat a a a thing of baskets, like mm-hmm. wicker baskets, a fucking stack of them. Mm-hmm. So Casey and I look at each other and we're like, look, man, like we got to get these out. Like he's gonna be pissed. So we fucking just threw him in a basket. <laughs> and the stack was so high that no one could see <laughs> in the fucking basket. So we just stacked it in there. And uh, the next day, they're like, did you guys put a bunch of candles in the in the basket? We're like, nah, that wasn't us. And they're like, <laughs> they're like well, someone did. Like, we don't, we're not really sure who. So we would do shit like that. <laughs> fucking, we, we had this case. Like, I mean, this this was probably a... Um, this wall of toys like they, you know, Dollar yeah. Tree has like those cheap toys or whatever. Chinese this, knockoffs. Yeah, these uh, there was this wall that was probably twelve feet uh, long mm-hmm. and probably you know close to eight feet high, and we literally took th- not thousands but hundreds and hundreds of packs of G.I. Joe's or knockoff G.I. Joe's and made the entire wall G.I. Joe's. (laughs) (laughs) Like Our boss was like, what the... And we're like, well, you you didn't really tell us (laughs) what you wanted here. So we made a... We would do shit like that and like just make... Do do the stupidest shit that we could figure out. And uh, (laughs) one time uh, there was a bunch of like miscellaneous lotion and, and shit like in this thing. In this in, in this in this like cart, mm-hmm. and he wanted us to put him away, so we just took him out to the dumpster and threw him <laughs> because we, we didn't want to do it. So we would just throw him out, and we fucking we would unload the trucks, um, and uh, we our first manager, our first stock manager, she was like. She was like an attractive white trash chick. Okay. That Casey would, he was like fucking like in love with. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, man, uh, what was her name? Uh, Marlene or something, something mm-hmm. along those lines. And he's like, man, he's like, uh, he's like, what, what, what I would do to Marlene? I hope she just invites me over. And like he would like, he would like flirt with her, but mm-hmm. like it would be like trying to be like subtle. Yeah. And, uh, so, but when she left, we ended up getting this uh, very flamboyant uh, gay manager, mm-hmm. and he, man, he would make a, or he at least made me so uncomfortable. And like Casey, Casey's the type of guy that like he just laughs it off, and he's yeah. like, he kind of actually plays with it and like kind of antagonizes it. But like he'd be like, you know, we'd be unloading his trucks in like wife beaters and like shorts, and he'd be like, he just like. 
with his hands crossed, mm-hmm. just stare at and like check us out. And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you looking at? Like, stop making, you know. Yeah. And he's like, is that a box cutter in your pocket? Or are you just having like shit like that? And I'm uh. like, man, he invited us over for steak. He was like, I'll cook you steak. He's like, I live on Wayne uh, State's campus uh, to, so I can watch all the boys run and all this shit. Man, Casey actually wanted to go. And I was like, dude, there's no <laughs> way I'm going to this guy's house. But um, then when he, I think that guy got fired because I think he actually got fired for sexual harassment. And we ended up getting this guy, another fucking Uncle Rico type, mm-hmm. who, but picture Uncle Rico, but like, western okay like like he, this dude like we used to call him cowboy okay. he had a fucking um a holster like a gun holster for his box cutter and he would nice. wear cowboy boots and he had like the cowboy tie oh god and this guy was so fucking stupid <laughs> and like it, for some reason he, like casey gets along with all these fucking <laughs> you know weirdos and me i'm like man this guy you know this guy doesn't have a fucking two dollar education and he, me and him would get buttheads every fucking day. And um, there was this guy. Well, uh, go back to him. Like, he, we would just get into it. And, like, that that was my downfall of Dollar Tree is when I started getting a bad rep because I, I was just pissed off all the time. Mm-hmm. This guy was just on my ass for no reason. And I've been there, you know, for almost a year. And I knew what I was doing. And actually, um, my store manager said because I was the only one dressed up in my interview, I, I was actually in line for management. Oh, really? And I quit, and that's how Colin got. Oh. That's my theory because Colin got uh, because they had mentioned the manager position for me in Rochester, and then when I quit, Colin got that position right away. I see. I see. So, um, you know, not to downplay Colin's management, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um. Uh, I was going somewhere with this. Um, let me think. Um, I'm trying to... Fuck. Um, I, I just lost it. I lost this whole train of thought. We ended up quitting. Yeah, I ended up quitting, but it was something before that um, with uh, with Casey. Oh, anyway. Sorry. Sorry, audience. I, I drew a blank. There was this guy named Keith that mm-hmm. we, we worked with. And Keith was a single well he, he was divorced i i believe and um he had a daughter and he worked two jobs he worked at dollar tree and um at a fast food restaurant okay. at, at night shift and he like i mean his whole thing about working at dollar tree in this other place was to save up i i think for his daughter's um education like for mm-hmm. uh, for college or whatever and and he, he he was actually he was a really good guy like he was super nice but he just it seemed like he was kind of one of those guys that like just like fall into bad luck a lot yeah well anyway one day he's we had to sometimes design the end caps so they would give us like product to put on there and we would kind of come up with what we thought was a good end cap solution with, with it and put yeah. it out so this guy got like scarves and like winter like mittens, hats, shit like that. This dude, <laughs> he put like four or five hours, like a whole, almost a whole shift into making this end cap. And finally, like he was working, we're like, dude, what the fuck has Keith been doing? <laughs> so we go over there and he's like, yeah, man, how do you like it? We're like, eh, you know, it's okay. 
Well, our store manager walks by and he's like, that looks like fucking shit. Like, you got to start all over. And like Keith was just like heartbroken. And it was so funny to us. We just started cracking up. And fucking, so he had told us where he worked for uh, the, he worked at White Castle. Well, I'll just say White Castle. He worked at White Castle. And so he was like, yeah, you guys should come up and visit me. Well, instead of visiting him, we got super high one night. And we called White Castle headquarters. And Casey goes, I just want to say, you know, uh, we gave him the location number. We found the location number, like, you know, the store number. Mm-hmm. And we go, um, yeah, uh, you have an employee at this store number. I, I just want to thank him and tell tell you guys how wonderful he is. Um, he saved my baby's life. <laughs> and they're like, what? And he's like, it, Casey goes, he saved my baby's life. He goes, we were in, you know, in White Castle dining in. Straight, dude, straight face, no laughing at all, yeah, dude. Yeah. It was fucking hilarious. He goes, I, he goes, after we ate, I put my baby's car seat on the roof. And he's like, I started driving away and forgot about it. And Keith ran out and saved my baby. And they're like, oh, my God, like, oh, you know, blah, 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 and all this shit. Dude, like, fucking, like, maybe, like, three, four days later at Dollar Tree, Keith comes up to us, and he's like, yeah, man, he's like, my manager, like, was giving me all this praise the other day and shit. And we're like, oh, yeah, like, we played dumb. We're like, for what? And he's like, someone called and said they saved their baby's life. And we're like, Keith, that was us. And he's like, well, I appreciate it because I got a raise and a bonus. <laughs> we're like, no problem, man. Anything to help out. <laughs> but, oh, that's good. Yeah, but uh, that, <laughs> you know, actually, uh, me and Josh got a lot uh, along a lot there. Like, uh, you know, me and Josh don't see eye to eye on a lot of things yeah. now, but we were actually pretty close when we worked there. And it was just, dude, it was just a uh, like you could do whatever you wanted. Like you, like yeah. the store constantly looked like shit. Yeah, and like they would just be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Well, that that was kind of like what it was like for me at Hollister because when I got hired in, it was literally the first couple months, or at least the first maybe month or two. I want maybe a month. I don't know, something like that. It was a while. Um, was just doing that, setting yeah. up the store because it wasn't open yet. Right. So it was like, it was just, it, it was like this. It, it was like you're on a team, right? Yeah. And you're building toward this one thing together. And I made a lot of friends there, and that's. But then shortly afterwards, like within, I'd say, six months after it was open, then people kind of, you know, life happens. And, yeah. they did, and then, then it became not the same. Like I remember the guy who opened the store who gave me his card originally at Meyer and whatever. His name was Rusty. Of course, his name is Rusty. Right. Why wouldn't there be a know, Rusty? I only know one Rusty, and he yeah. was like the coolest guy ever. Yeah. It's, this guy was fucking rusty, and me and Rusty got along really good. Yeah, he fucking he was the man. Um, and he opened up the store, and then he moved on to a bigger and better store. You know, as it happened. And uh, but yeah, there was like I call I called it the Rusty administration. <laughs> like the Rusty administration was fucking dope because it was like we all came together. It was all a mix of us building the store, like literally building shelves. Yep. You know, getting stuff folded. You're working late or long. You're all working together on this. They had a special crew. That's all they did was they came in with fucking I don't even know what you call that hair. Where it was like the sp- the guys would have like the the 
The Frosted Tips? Not the Frosted. This is after Frosted Tips. This is is post Frosted Tips. This is like the. The flip up front? This is after the flip up front. This is like, I'm talking 2005 hip, like hipster style. It was like they had the longer hair. It was, who, who, who had the hair like that? It was like the, oh, fuck. Like the Dane hair? Yes. The Dane hair was very like gelled, swooped kind of fucking in a, in a spike kind of thing. It's. Look up, just look up fucking music videos from like 2005. Look up Dane Hair. Yeah, look up that. Look up <laughs> any any like punk band, quote unquote, because they weren't really punk bands. Right. But like, look up whatever the hairstyle was of 2005. That they were all very hip. They're wearing. They're we're setting up a store, and they're all wearing flip flops, which I didn't understand how you could do that. Right. How are you gonna not lose a toe? But anyway, they would come in, and it was just this really cool vibe. And they and basically they seen who worked hard, yeah. And then they would keep the ones that did, and they would kind of get rid of the ones that didn't. And then that was that kept on for the whole Rusty administration until the Tim administration came oh, in. Oh God! And the Tim administration, that one uh, wasn't so good. He ended up getting fired because, oh my God, there was this there was this chick named Caroline. Caroline that worked, that worked there. She started off working in the back like me. And she wasn't, she was kind of cute, but she was a little chubby. Like there was a little bit of chub. Uh huh. But what ended up happening is that she ended up getting hired on full time and then became, she wasn't like a manager. Right. But she was like full time with benefits. And she ended up, she ended up getting fat because she was just eating at the fucking food court all the time. She was, she was making like, I want to say like 15 an hour, which, you know, Back was like, then is, that's like $9 more than what I was making. Right. You know, and uh, and yeah, she had like benefits in it. She bought like she financed a car and had an apartment. And also, she was fucking Tim. Yeah, and yeah, it had to be. Yeah, you know? and Tim, Tim, and was, her roses probably smelled like poo poo. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. There was like a funk. She was a funk to her. And uh, I forget how they they both ended up getting fired at the same time. It was for something I think of like stealing. Like there was a lot of people managers that got fired for stealing because they would yeah. like, steal the clothes. When they weren't there, and they would just sell it online. Right. And I forget how how they ended up getting caught on that, but it was something where like the district manager was onto something, and then they ended up, and then that was the Tim administration had left, and then after the Tim administration, I forget who came in, but I was working nights, so I wasn't even in contact with whoever it was. But um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a fun time. It was it was a very again team oriented thing, and then working nights. You're doing just that. There was long nights where we would start at mid uh, nine, and sometimes we work till six in the morning, yeah. seven in the morning. We would do that during Christmas at Dollar Tree. Yeah, where we have to reset and we do like we have to take down shelves, rebuild the shelves. You have to get the folds right, and you have to get the sizes. And you have to if you look at a shirt at a store, and they'll have like a little thin sticker with the size on it yeah. on the front of the fold. It had to be lined up perfectly. They have very high standards. So if yours was diagonal, they would be like. They would just take your stack, they'd mess it all up, and be like, start over again. And you're like, fuck. And, you're, dude, it was, if you had a good rhythm, you're doing good, but then sometimes you're not paying attention, and you're yeah. like, oh, no, the stack is getting sideways. So, um, yeah, it was, but it, 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 was a, it was that type of mentality. It's, and, it's funny that, you know, and I, I know we're on a little bit of a crunch time, but because um, I, you know, I only had probably one or two more jobs like like these ones that we've been explaining. Yeah. And it's it's funny because at the time, you know, usually they suck. 
mm-hmm. you know. But like looking back, like you get these stories, you know, that we've been kind of telling throughout this this episode, mm-hmm. and you don't really get that in a career. I mean, you get stories. I mean, we're gonna continue probably part two and yeah. possibly a part three, but you don't get the like the rusty administration. <laughs> In your finance job, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You, and you're young and you just, you know, you have other young people and you're like, man, like the Keith, like yeah. I'll never call White Castle again and be like, you know, <laughs> this guy saved my baby, you know, type shit. And it's funny how like, you know, everyone, as long as they worked, you know, a couple jobs or even, you know, one job, but like a high school type or a college type job, you get these these stories out of it that mm-hmm. that end up being like fucking gems you know mm-hmm. later and it's fucking awesome like like for example like the dollar tree worked with a lady named diane mm-hmm. and her daughter was our age and um actually yeah she was our age and one day she comes in her daughter's crying and um she comes in with this these pair of shoes they, and they were basketball shoes they were women's basketball shoes it was very weird she goes um i got she's like she's crying and she, she's like sobbing and she got she goes i got one of her shoes and i'm like i look at casey and like diane's there and i'm like fucking shoes like what mm-hmm. and like then like diane was like oh her friend passed away like she goes in a jet ski accident and like i was like oh and like i guess like she had a collection of basketball shoes so they uh, gave their friends one and like casey was like good job asshole and i was like well, i didn't fucking know like why the <laughs> fuck is she carrying around a shoe one shoe <laughs> like shit like that and then we we ended up going to her graduation party oh um but and it was funny because uh diane was like yeah hey, you guys can drink at our uh at the graduation party right mm-hmm. so we go to this graduation party and she had uh, you know, like your normal fucking bush light or whatever. Yeah. And she had fucking Heineken. Oh. Me and Casey drank every single one of her Heinekens, <laughs> and we were fucking <laughs> hammered. And she goes, I hope you guys aren't driving home. And we're like, no, our friend is coming to pick us up. Well, the friend was me. <laughs> and... Uh, I just parked my car like a street over, and I go, yeah, they got they got the address wrong. We're just gonna walk. <laughs> so we just walked to my car, and I drove <laughs> up. And I we actually that night we actually went to uh, Josh's and when he lived in Roseville. Oh, okay. And like we met, I, you were probably there. We met yeah. you guys up, and we were fucking trashed. <laughs> but we drank every, like I mean like she like literally bought the Heineken for like her family, mm-hmm. and like you know, and we drank every single one of them. <laughs> Oh God! That, yeah, there was there was something there was something about back then. And was, what was interesting too is um, back then too. And this doesn't really relate to so much the jobs, but like when we were younger, everybody's on the same page. Yeah. So it's like it's literally like, well, what's so and so doing? Well, they're probably out drinking. Well, let's go meet them up. Yeah. Like that's you know. And then as you get older, it just doesn't seem to be the case. But I th- and I think that that element is what makes those early jobs fun too, because you don't have any, you don't give a shit. Right. Because they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. Like if I get fired at McDonald's, I can go to Burger King or I can go to another McDonald's. And the thing is, is what I learned early was um, that, you know, jobs A, they don't reference jobs like that. No. Like, you know, if you go to Taco Bell, they're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to call McDonald's and see how you were. Yeah. B, 
you can put anyone for a reference. Yeah, so it doesn't it really matter. fucking matter. Like, I, mean, I can put you for a reference and be like, oh, yeah, I worked with you. Well, technically, you could do that for corporate jobs, and we'll probably get into that in the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that is true. But, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, you're you're not making much money. You're still living at home, so it's not the end of the world if you lose a job. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be a disappointment in your parents' eyes for a little bit. But, yeah. you know, or they'll be disappointed in, in, in general and just be mad. Like, I remember my, my mom got pissed, like... You know, a couple times when I got fired, but when I told her, I was, she was like, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, it's just you're at ease. You're young. You're you're not being supervised by your parents. Yes. You're, you have other people that your age and and you're like outside of work, you're making some money and mm-hmm. you can go kind of do what you want or, you know, buy, you know, at the time CDs or movies or, you know, pay someone to buy a beer or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, good times know. it was a good well th- listen we got more we definitely have more yeah this um, will be a continued episode yeah we got the next episode well, i'll get into my time at budweiser and and how i ended up at fucking uh working in the in the music business a little bit i'm sure you got into your foray of uh of I, the it industry yeah, i got uh you know so, i would I was trying to gonna try to fit Gordon Food Service into this one because it kind of fits more in with yeah. this one. I might even just skip it. Yeah. Um. But the nursing home. Oh yeah. That's gonna be. An oh yeah. I worked one. at a hospital for yeah, a little bit. So that's, like that's gonna start probably yeah. the nursing home slash hospital. The IT stuff for me. Uh, I worked in Detroit Public Schools, which was interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, for uh, and that was a lot happened within the first two or the only two months that I worked on that project. Um. And then, you know, if we have to go to a part three, that's, you know... It, We're probably going to go to a part three, because I, t- I, I know for a fact that the that the, I've got a lot to discuss for the uh, anything after, like, 2014. Right. The, the, the part three for me would is mainly going to be... Because um, I'm not going to go into currently what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the part three is going to be side jobs. Yeah. Uh, part-time shit. Yeah. Because uh, I've had plenty of it. I've worked at bars. I've DJed. I've um, did IT projects. It, it, the works. And uh, you know, like I said, I'm I'm Bobby Too Many Jobs Caboose. I think I'm at. I think I'm around twenty. Jeez. So. No. All right. Well, that's uh, that's gonna be it then. That sounds like a wrap for today. Yes. Um. Next episode. Um. Well, it depends on how we put this out. Yeah, I don't know when this is going to come out. We're, we're a little backlogged, so it's just going to be... We'll just say the next episode will eventually will be the part two to this. But also look out for Tim Black and T the Monster are going to be in the building soon. Yes. Um, we will have... <clears throat> we decided we we're doing a, doing a sitcom draft after the success of the video game draft. Yes, yes. Uh, a little bit of different rules for the sitcom draft. We'll explain it later. And um, until next time, the Caboose, the Troy, we out.